A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Welcome to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, and here we go. Woo. We got a we got a room full this morning. Yeah. Morning, Logman. Morning, Dave Edwards, Captain Chip Wingo. Good morning, Chris. Always spinning the hits. That's right. I, 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 I I'm going to get the show started off right. Uh oh. Okay. Because I I um I have to get something. I have to I have to admit something. Uh oh. We we had a confession. A confession. No, no. We, we had a very strange gear tip last week. Okay. You know, I mean, Jeff gave us soap, uh-huh. right? right? And I'm like, what the hell? Okay, man? and, like, and, and uh, it was defense soap. It was Bo- defense soap. Bottom of the barrel in terms of gear tips, yes. right? That's it, what you're thinking. That's what you're thinking. Stuff is awesome. Thank you very much. <laughs> Stuff is awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, it, it, I'm it, telling and you. And my wife, Carrie, loving it? loves it. Really? She loves tea tree oil anyway. You know, I, bet, I was going to send you a text and say, "Hey, did you ever try the soap? It's, it's, it's isn't it great? It's awesome. I'm telling you, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's it so really good. is. You ever hear, hear of it, Dave? Yeah. I just Chip, heard it on the did show you try last week. It? Did you try it, Chris? I no, I'm I'm mid bar on my current soap. Oh, dude, so. I was, I, I was mid bar too. Yeah, I can't I, I can't do that. I, I I'm just mid, not that kind of no, guy. Trust me, Chris crazy. only takes showers on Saturdays. Yeah, hey, listen, <laughs> hey, listen here, Dave. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, let after me tell the show, you, let me tell you, I will shower once a week whether I need it or not. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. Cr- it's crazy that that you start you get excited about soap. Yeah, that is crazy. No, but when you wash your it, it, when you wash your face and your hands and it's your arms lathered up, it's lathered up. Feeling the smell, the smell, and <sighs> I, I'm just, uh, uh, just thought, <sighs> I just thought I'd throw that out there because it, it it's it is really good. It is, yeah. it is, yeah. and it's uh, it's all natural. The weirdest gear tip ever. Well, and, like, and one of the reasons why well, coming from the guy who gave one, bread. One of the reasons <laughs> why on, that was cooking tip. That was exactly. Gear tip. <laughs> one of the reasons why I, I think it's important. To share something like that is that, look, the reality is, is that we live in a tropical environment where it's incredibly hot, it's incredibly moist, and unfortunately, when you live in that type of environment, you can get, whether it be yeah. 
and, and I, I, I here's all the thing. kinds of things going on right. with your skin. Chip, Chip and I, th- this time of year, we're really hard Sweating on our your skins. Yeah, I mean, rear ends and, off. And, and we're in bleach all the time. I mean, yes. our, our, you know, our hands are, our, our skin is is uh, is very vulnerable to all the stuff that we do with, with yes. fish slime. I mean, there's so much stuff going on, and to be able to get clean. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 there was a guy that uh, that I saw who uh, started running charters a couple of years ago, and and he's and he's like, man, I've been bottom fishing, my hands are all cut up, and I'm like, dude, do you keep a little bit of bleach water around? I'm so because you're going to get an infection. Oh yeah, you know, and and he's he's done that now. You know, he has a little bucket. I do that all the time. I always have mm-hmm. a little bit of bleach water. And and when I, you know, all the snappers and you get cut up, man, I'm all it stings, it it hurts, but. I don't get infections. Now, I, Kevin would be a part owner, Dave, and defense soap if he were saying, I keep a <laughs> bar of defense soap on the boat that, that, for right. those moments. I'd be an investor. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. I actually keep uh, mouthwash on my boat. A little, you know, little travel bottles. Okay. Just okay. when you get nasty, like you're chumming or whatever it is, yeah. or you get something, you know, stinky fish. Put it on there, rub it on. On your hands? On my hands, and you're, huh. good, and you're good to go. I'll yep. be darned. I never would have Because it has alcohol that. in it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and an antibacterial, right. whatever yeah, it is. I just right. got a little bottle of scope. Huh. And uh, I think I yeah, think Ron would... taught me that you know when we were fishing at the bluff or something, and huh. it's handy. Get stink off your hands. Yeah, I would have liked to had a little defense yesterday, so y'all can appreciate this <laughs> soap story. Okay, uh-huh. I was at a camp house, left my soap in my truck, got up and you know got up and was getting a shower to get out of there, and I get in the shower and, and you know the deal. There's like eight bottles of scent free <laughs> that everybody has brought to the camp <laughs> and left yeah. and left. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And all of them were empty. Oh, no. Oh, and so you're I, trying to get I had a potpourri the... out of like six of them <laughs> trying to get some soap. <laughs> Adding a little water in each bottle, shaking it up, <laughs> pouring it on you. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That, that, that's great. Yeah, but uh, just to kind of wrap that defense soap thing yeah. up, Chris, uh, you, you got to try it. Don't wait on your other bar, seriously. Uh, but uh, it is true that tea tree oil and eucalyptus, which are some of the natural ingredients in that bar soap, are antibacterial have antibacterial properties and so uh uh i i, I and what when you when you have something like that somebody has to try it to become a believer the, in what you said the, the, yeah exactly sure you know I, what I mean? that, no 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 i do I and do that, that's what you why mean. i yeah. brought you each a, a bar of soap yeah, yeah. last week is uh, to, to show what kind of, i, I, what I kind can't, of smell I can't believe have? i'm saying this is getting committed to tape but i i trust you Okay. Yeah, yeah, that is. That, uh, you I trust should, you. Yeah, that's that's pretty scary. And you asked about what the smell is. It, uh, tea tree oil and eucalyptus. So, so it has I mean, some smell. And it's not like you don't want to wear that. And I mean, washing that. No, like when you yeah. when you get out of the shower and you walk by somebody and somebody's not going, oh, what what the hell? Is no, 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 yeah. no. It's nice. It's, tea tree oil is nice. It's very subtle. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, after like after you're all done, it's, it's not, not like, like it's a heavy. Dead show. It's not perfumey. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. You know? They're getting kind of soft on us. Yeah. Chip. I, I know. I know. I, that, well, you know, they have know. they have the have it in body wash also. So if you like using the body scrub, yeah, they have a bunch yeah. of different options. And they've got and peppermint. And all I just kinds of stuff. Top Gun's like he's taking notes right now. I know. He <laughs> yeah, is. Right. He's gonna be fired off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna be locked and loaded. I haven't body tried. And maybe if somebody if somebody has tried all the different varieties of it, I I don't. I can only tell you about the original bar soap. That's the only thing I can yeah. tell you about. Chip, so. I, thought, I thought we were coming what for an outdoor what? show. Uh, I thought we were coming for well, an outdoor I, show. I mean, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm going way, way back to the day they they said they needed to come out with outdoor man wipes. Yeah. You know, and now they're being sold everywhere. Absolutely. So. Dudes. Yeah. Dude wipes. I'm like, yeah. dude wipes. I'm like, you know. So I'd, I'd had a great week. I was down at the iCast this well, year. you got all kinds of stories from there, don't you? I, yeah. I, I, I got, uh, got to meet some new and interesting people. 
And one of the cool people that I got to meet, which I think you guys will appreciate this, is uh, we had dinner at a restaurant that was fairly close by the hotel convention center. And Bill Dance was in there with his daughter, Pamela, which, of course, I know Bill and met him last year, which was awesome. And a guy goes, uh, starts coming by our table as he's walking in the restaurant. And I went, I'll be damned. And it's, he's recognizable because he's one of the captains from the Deadliest Catch. Ah. Wild Bill. Wild Bill. Ah. Wild Bill from the Summer Breeze boat yep. walks in the restaurant. And I was like, that's cool. You know, cause I, you know I'm, I still watch Deadliest Catch. Uh, I haven't watched it in the last year or so. But I haven't either. Still a fan. Yeah. You know, still a fan. And, and what those guys do is awesome. And so I, our waiter, which is, his name was Jay, and he was awesome. I said, Jay, I said, you know, go buy Wild Bill a drink. And he comes back a little while later and says uh, he doesn't drink or is not drinking. I said, okay, we'll buy him an appetizer. And so he did anyway. And and so as we were leaving, uh, Bill uh, Dance and his uh, daughter Pamela and also Wild Bill kind of were out there at the same time. And so I was talking to Bill and Pamela and and, uh, and Wild Bill came over and got to meet him, took a picture with him and everything. Super nice guy. And uh, so that was cool. That was yeah, that's cool. That was kind of a good way to kind of start the event. But yeah, I got a lot of stories about uh, some new products. Also did and participated in something that didn't do last year, which is called Demo Day. Which Demo Day, right in front of the Orange County Convention Center, they have these big retention ponds. And so right there at the retention ponds, you can go and try different things on the water, whether it be you know stand up paddle boards, kayaks. Uh, fishing rods and or lures, mm-hmm. you can you can try them right there on the water, and so so that was a lot of fun and and a, an interesting story and you'll get a kick out of this because when we were walking working our way down the line of the demo day, you know we stopped at Old Town and Hobie uh-huh. and their stories about that later, but as we're working our way down the line, we come up to the Sunglass Hut, which is called Bajio B A J I O which Hagen carries those things. And so we stopped by there. And so talking with this guy at the Bajo sunglass, try it out kind of a thing, and it was outside. And somehow the topic of snook came up. We were talking snook fishing. And this guy said, yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I fish around Jensen Beach a little bit. I said, that's, that's cool. I said, I used to know or talked with a guy down there years ago because I said I used to go down there and fish. And he goes, well, you're from Jacksonville, right? And I said, yeah. And he said, you know Danny Patrick? And I said, yeah, I know Danny. <clears throat> I said, I, I bought my boat from Danny when best was back when Danny Patrick owned Atlantic Coast Marine. And I said, yeah, I know Danny. And, and I said, yeah. So, so I said, I said the reason that I kind of know Jensen Beach a little bit is that Danny Patrick used to go down there for dealer meetings and fish. And, and so he introduced me to a guy by the name of uh, Mike Holliday. Mm-hmm. And I said, <laughs> and so everybody starts laughing. About Mike Holiday? Yeah, when I said Mike Holiday, And I was like, what the hell's so damn funny? Hey, were you talking to him? That was him. <laughs> <laughs> he holds his badge up and goes, yeah, 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 I'm Mike Holiday. That's me. That's funny. And you I was like, oh, it. man. I said, Mike, what's happening to me? He goes, man, it's good to put a you know face with a name. Yeah. You know, or face with a voice because, you know, we had talked on the phone all the time. But for, you never met him. Yeah, I never met him you in had person. had no idea what he looked like. Well, I mean, I, Obviously. I kind of did because a couple reasons. One, he's he did the Florida Fishing mm-hmm. Report from that particular area 
on Sportsman's uh, Florida Sportsman right, or whatever, right. some some TV show. And then he has been an active writer in various publications all around the state. And he's also the marketing guy for Captains for Clean Water. And then when they have the Florida Skiff Challenge, he's the one who helps do a lot of the the, the publicity for that. Okay. Yeah. I know him through Chris Peterson that, right? with Hell's Bay. Yeah. Exactly. And so, awesome guy. And he's love loves the idea of coming on the show. So, he's going to come on the show a couple times. And we're going to talk about a couple different things because, you know, you know me, when we got on the conversation, I was talking to Mike, one of the topics that came up was uh, facilities. Remember my, my conversation coming back from there after all those years and still yes. to this day, when you, when you go down there and you try their boat ramps and everything else, you go, how come we don't yeah, have I, things Chip, like Chip and I have had that conversation. Same way as South Florida. Yeah. When I mean, you get to South Florida, they're nice, clean Fish cleaning stations. Oh, you get in and out. Macerators. I mean, it's like, it's uptown, man. Yeah. yeah. Got on a great conversation okay, about good. that with Mike, and we're going to have him on because he has a lot of insight into why their area has what they have and why we have what we have. Okay, I'd love to hear that. And it's, uh, you want to talk about very interesting. Yeah. This is, this is good stuff. And then we're going to talk to him also about about fishing down there and also the the, the, the whole uh, captains for clean water thing and how that's going. And I, I wanted to stop by cause hell's Bay. Chris was down there, the owner yeah. of hell's Bay. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was Chico and all that in the booth. I was walking down the aisle and we, we were going to a meeting at old town and saw hell's Bay and saw Chris like about 15 yards away. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to stop back by in there. And then I just got there's sidetracked. So, there's so much to see and do. You I mean, want to you talk get about overwhelmed. easily I mean, getting sidetracked? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, there's a lot going yeah. on down there. And, it, and it's really cool. It's like an annual uh, – you get to see and talk to people you don't get to see all year. Right. And you see, you know, whoever it is, Brian Dufek, or whoever you yep. see down there, you only see them once a year, and it's right. kind of nice. I got some, uh, some interesting stats that uh, were released from the ICAST show, and just to give you an idea – of some of the, the data and that they had 12,000 people go through the ICAST, which is a, I think is a record. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, it's not open to the public. No. Right. Now, and here's a couple things that the America Sport Fishing Association released uh, more than 12,000 representatives from global recreational fishing industry were in attendance. Uh, the cool thing is, is that uh, with this wild array of uh, categories that they had, I mean, this and to give people an idea, ICAST is produced by the American Sport Fishing Association, and this is a national nonprofit trade association made up of more than 800 members. And this is where uh, vendors and manufacturers get an, uh, an opportunity to get together. So, perfect example, Hagen has their representatives down there because they're looking at different products to buy and carry in their store. Mm -hmm. Bass Pro Shop probably right. going down there to see what they want to carry in their store, just like a, a Walmart or anybody else. And so if you're a vendor down there, uh, you're looking for a home. Product. You're looking to find partners sure. to sell your product to. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really cool little thing, and lots of business is happening. It's a, lots of business meetings happening on the floor, but then also – in the restaurants and uh, in the bars yeah. associated with that around the complex. But it was cool and, and lots of new things to talk about and some things that aren't that incredible to talk about that we saw that from, from being down there. But it was fun. 
had a good time and uh looking forward to sharing a few of the stories with you guys yeah yep see uh, other celebrities obviously you talked to bill and wild bill there there were some other guys down there i can tell you that it, it was like nascar yeah so i mean the bass fishing industry is very well rep- represented down there so all these bass pro fishermen and unfortunately i don't really know them yeah i don't either you know I so mean, I, saw lots of yeah. people shaking hands with you know these right. guys and i don't really i don't really know them but uh but no, no i mean i i've been a couple years or last year it was bill dance and then uh uh, Jimmy Houston yeah, and other guys. Right, I, didn't, right. I didn't see a lot of that, but right. but we had one solid day and we had a lot of different meetings and people specifically that were we were meeting with. So I didn't have a chance to just right. walk. I, I know we need to take a break, but why was Wild Bill there? Who was he representing? He has different sponsors. Okay, uh, with uh, it might be Garmin or yeah, or, or like uh, or he's like got okay. uh, uh, like clothing, Grundon. Okay, you know, that yeah, 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 that him would make sense. And, <laughs> yeah, and things of that nature. And and while Bill is a, uh, he used to run recreational fishing charters, so he was in the crab industry for a very long time. Okay, and then was running uh, recreational fishing charters for for a while, and then had an opportunity to get back into the to crab business working with the discovery channel kind of thing yeah. and went back in with that. So yeah, he's got, uh, he's got lots of connections, I guess, okay. through that industry. Oh, that would but, make sense. But yeah, so, uh, so cool. So let's take a break. We come back. We got a lot to get to uh, Chip Wingo in studio, Mr. Dave Edwards from tall times consulting. We're going to talk a lot of hunting preparation. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a lot of fishing, a lot of ICAS, a lot of, a lot of local fishing and, uh, there was a winner yesterday in the Greater Jacksonville Tournament, the Kingfish Tournament. What what was the size of that one? 49. 49 pounds. Tommy Rainey won the ag yesterday, too, with uh, 70-something, I think. 70-something pounds? Yeah, I think 39, so. 34, something like that. Two so categories? So, so the same guys won Ancient City. That's two in a row. Two in a row. Two in a the row. The same guy that won Big Fish? Yep. Yeah, Tommy really? Rainey was 71-8. Yep. Got any idea where, where that fish might have come um, from? I ta- I had a long conversation with Mr. Paul Dozier yesterday, and, right. and no one knows. I mean, you know, Paul. Paul's got his you know his, his finger on the pulse, uh-huh. and uh, they're and not he... they're they're not giving it up. These are all these are local. These are St. Augustine boys. Now, oh, you know, okay. and they they uh, you know it's typical. You you find that spot that year, and 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 those big fish hang there. Mm-hmm. And and if you got it, you got it. You know, I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. And, and, uh, all those guys, I, you know, I don't know, but you know, Flagler Bottom two years ago, those all those guys were catching all those forties and fifties, and you know, and, and so anyway, I don't right. take a break. Yep. So we'll we'll see if we can uh, figure it out. Yeah, we'll here on the yeah. <laughs> Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show right here on Ten Ten XL. Did. Uh, did we get CNH Marine Construction breakfast dropped off? Yeah, something. Uh, so, How about so, that? So it says it, it, homemade pimento cheese. Oh. And, and some Ritz or, oh, no, these are the butter crackers. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure what the peppers are for. Uh, oh, for lighting your whole mouth up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Fire. Little bitty red morning. peppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah little <laughs> bitty red peppers. My fingers are burning. Does that mean anything? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's. Yeah, make sure you wash your hands before you go use the bathroom. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and, <laughs> Just trust and, me, talking from experience. And, and, and also, um, having a conversation with Mr. Bob Matthews yesterday, he's like, dude, we're so busy, we need help. 
said he's like anybody who wants to get into the doc business, learn the doc business. He said uh, we could we could certainly use the help. So I'm sure if they go to cnhmarine.com, they can find the phone numbers of everybody that they need there. But if you need a good job, I mean, he was talking some pretty good numbers. Mm-hmm. So give 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 him a call. Give there Bob you a call go. At, at CNH Marine. All right, uh, back in studio, Jeff Lagerman, Kevin Favor, and Chip Wingo, and Dave Edwards. We got a got a full studio up in here. And uh, I know that Kevin, you were up in Georgia this I was, week. Uh, it was phenomenal. Hard to come back, isn't it? It was. It, you know, it, we uh, we just t- took our time on Sunday. Um, <laughs> we had uh, the celebration of life for Captain Dennis Goldstein on 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 Saturday evening mm-hmm. uh, at at the ramp, which was which was really cool. Good. You know? And um, there was there was obviously a bunch of charter captains there, and and uh, we told stories and and uh, had a toast. And so anyway, I, we which uh, just. To kind of, if people have missed it, Captain, yeah. Captain Dennis Goldstein has been in St. Augustine as a charter captain Forever. for how many years? For, well, I, for, he was 74 when he passed. 74 I mean, years I mean, old. And you, when you, you and him, I mean, you guys were yeah, go way back. Way back. I mean, like, like when I was 16, 17 years old. He was right? running charters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he recently yeah. passed away. Yeah. He just, yep. Yep. He recently passed away a couple of weeks ago. So um, anyway, we, we, we stuck around for that and, and uh, went, went up Sunday Got, I don't know, 11, 12 o'clock, but uh, got there about 4.30, and it was like 78 degrees and blowing out of the southwest at like 15. I'm like, I'm on the tractor until dark, and uh, and mowed and mowed and mowed. And this is the funny thing. and, and I, I, I love deer this time of year because they're they're everywhere, you know? And, and I, I don't understand why we don't go to our stands on tractors because tractors do not bother them at all. <laughs> Yeah, and and I got done. I took a shower, and uh, and I'm I'm sitting on the couch, and the deer start pouring out of the woods. It's like 30 minutes before dark, and my dog Fancy is on the front porch, and um, I'm looking at the deer crossing the power line. All of a sudden, I look and here's there's a fawn right standing right at the porch, and I'm like, Carrie, come here, come here. How far away? No, no, like like six feet. Oh, and and, and, and Fancy Whoa. Fancy's. Looking at the deer, and, and it was obvious that this little fawn had never seen a dog before. She was like curious, yeah. you know. Walked right up to to the to the porch, huh. and and Fancy usually, you know, will bark or something. She just kind of, but then when Fancy went woof, just just oh, a little no. under the breath, <laughs> the deer came out of its skin and, and left. But it was <laughs> it was awesome. it was Fancy so, going pursuit. No, I have taught her not to pursue deer. Oh, good. I have. I, yeah, I mean, she 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 can pursue just about. Merle anything. would have been on it. I know. I know. No, no I I have. Um, I've literally sat on the front porch with her enough now. When when mm. there's deer out there feeding, and it's she'll let you know when they're there. Yeah, which is cool. You know, she gives it a little wolf. You know, but mm. but she won't she won't do the takeoff thing because a couple of years ago she got after a couple of fawns and I don't think she would hurt them, but. Still. It's so interesting, Dave, that <clears throat> yep. Kevin has this fawn that's so close to the porch. And James Schulte, a week before? Yeah, or two weeks before. He yeah. goes out to his uh, little pole barn, and op- you know, he doesn't, it's open. You know, he goes out to the pole barn, and he's, he's walking around a piece of equipment. There's a fawn sitting there in his barn. In his yeah. barn, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean they're, hey, they're like humans. They're yeah, innocent. But, they don't know. They don't know what to be fa- afraid of, right? You know? Right. And, and how the, how the, big the, are they right now? Ballpark the fawns that are. It varies. I mean, the one it does. You know, vary. because our fawns have been born earlier here. They're pretty here in Florida. Yeah, they're pretty mm-hmm. good size. Yeah, Jeff. I was That's seeing. I was seeing. Um, 
you know, they got spots on them. They've still got spots on them in uh, Flint River area for right. sure, but um, they're middle grown. You yeah. know, if you want to, I don't know they'll, how they'll, size for the most part, for the most part now they'll make it. If they're, oh, it, yeah, yeah. 100%. You know, they're six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, other than, you know, getting caught get, by a coyote yeah, or something, yeah, something right, like that. Right, but right. like um, after two weeks, and I, I think we shared this before, but Mississippi State did a study because they were, they were looking at opening the bow season a little earlier. And so they did a bunch of research with fawns, and I was actually part of that when I was at Mississippi cool. State to see at what point when the if the mama if they get orphaned mm-hmm. can they survive, and basically the, the the nuts and bolts of it is after two weeks they can make it. They can make it. Wow! After really. two weeks, I mean that's yep. that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing because yep. how long and, and, you know, how, how also, old are they? And, and, and I guess we should know this, but but until they lose all their spots, like a couple months. Yeah, I'd say three months, something like okay. that. You know, yeah, because a lot of times you'll see some faint spots, right? Uh, beginning of gun season, maybe, yeah. you know. But uh, well, and that also helped. That that research also helped folks that were needing to harvest does, but could not make themselves shoot a, a doe that had fawns with her, right? You know, medium grown fawns, and with that, you know, you know, if because you take yeah, they're fine. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're fine. Everybody yeah. has that. Yeah, that that like oh, I really don't want to do that. Well, you know? being, <laughs> being herd animals, don't do the fawns go gravitate towards other does? No, uh, you know they might tag along some, but they're not like going to lock in and just uh, join two other fawns and be with them. No, no, no. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. it just seems like they all come out together anyway. You know, mm-hmm. in groups. I was just wondering if the fawns will just stay with those groups. Yeah, it's actually a little bit of a benefit to harvest the mom if it's a button buck. Because then she doesn't disperse that button buck. Right. He yeah. sta- he sticks around. Yep. He stays close. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know why this was, but uh, a couple of years ago, it was late season. and was sitting in one particular stand. And, um, you know, late season sometimes can be really good, and sometimes it can be dismal. And as this uh, first deer pops out late season, I'm going to say late season, it's like the last week. Right, January. Yeah. How some one deer pops out. And and I've never seen this ever prior to this and never seen it ever since. And then another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one. It was literally a a train, like a train, all these cars. And it was all fawns that were together with maybe two adults. And it was like 13 deer. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Like 13 deer, and 11 of them were fawns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm going, oh, my God. And I was like, wow. Yeah, the so mom, did, the mamas were in sausage mm. probably by that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was, I was like, it, it was yeah. a year that we yeah, did a pretty right. good, you know, pretty good job on doe harvest. Yeah. But I was like, holy cow! That's pretty yeah. unusual to see them gang up like yeah. that, you know, yeah. and herd up. If you That's the only that. time I ever saw it. Never seen it since. It just was right. That's cool. Know. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, but it was. I was like, did I? Did we shoot that many does? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ran up on a. I ran up on a good many this. Over the last three or four days, I was up in middle Georgia and uh, on different properties just checking things out. I was, I'd be on a Polaris or a bad boy, various things on mm-hmm. different properties, and riding along looking at stuff. And then fawn pop up, and she was laying in, you know, 18-inch soybeans or, right. you know, yeah. sure. laying out in the middle and just all over the place. So, yeah. It's such a cool sight. All right, we got to take a break uh, here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. We come back, more discussion, ICAST, preparing for hunting season, kingfish. We got a little bit of everything 
right tarpon here. fishing, huh, Chip? Yeah, yeah and, and some tarpon yep. fishing right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Yep, Steely Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Postal equipment. <laughs> Two locations, one in Jacksonville, one out there in McClendon off of I-10, and they've got a full line of Kubota, the Gravely, zero-turn mowers, land pride attachments for the back of your tractors and even front. So they've got everything. And also a full the full line of steel power equipment. So go by Coastal Equipment today to get your jobs done right back here in studio. Here on the Nimnik Chevrolet, uh, and we're, uh, don't forget, uh, with the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, every Saturday, 7 to 10, looking forward to having some special guests. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of one of the cool things about being down at ICAST, going to get some special guests coming up. And uh, uh, also, one of the things I want to let everybody know, when we were down there, <clears throat> me and Tara had some different meetings with different people because, you know, the November 5th, show that we're going to have is going to be for the kind of grand opening of the Hagen Coastal Outfitters inside the Hagen Ace store in Glen St. Mary. Mm-hmm. So we'll be right there in, in Handy Randy's backyard. And uh, just a little teaser, there's going to be four f- completely free kayaks that are going to be given away. And uh, just a little quick little rundown. Four. Four. Okay. Old Town, Big Water, 132 PDL, which is exactly what I have. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get one for free. Okay. A Hobie Lynx, which is valued at over $3,000. Okay. Just like the, yeah. the Old Town. This is their new lightweight board. And, and I, I did the, uh, the demo on it at the location down there at Orange County Convention Center. This thing is cool, man. Uh, it's uh, it's not really like a kayak where it has sides. It's more like a board. Okay. But it's super stable. It's it's wider, and uh, it it operates very much like a kayak. Has a pedal drive. The whole you take the pedal drive and and the seat off, and the the thing only weighs forty seven pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about highly yeah, that's cool. You know, carryable. Uh, so that's going to be there, and then there's going to be a crescent kayak. And that's valued at, I think, nearly $2,000. And then Boat, B-O-T-E, which they've done the inflatable stuff. And they just came out with a hardboard pedal drive. And this thing's fast. 36 inches wide, streamlined, it rolls. Going to have one of those be given away as well. Cool. And on top of, you know, swag and all this other stuff. Yeah, so anyway. you say pedal drive, are these paddle board looking with a seat that you sit down and pedal? Some of them are okay, like the boat, and then the uh, the Hobie Links. They both have more board shapes, whereas like the Crescent and then the Old Town are yeah. more kayaks. You know where you're yeah. sitting, yeah. and they're sit ons. You know they're not down ends like right. the old kayaks. But the the advancements in kayaks is pretty amazing. And so now that you've the, the I think it's was definitely telling at the ICAST is that. The number of kayaks and stand-up paddle boards that are being sold around the, the country and really around the world has gone, like, crazy. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, just think about uh, Kayak Mike. You know, was it 10 years ago? I, maybe a little longer than that. And, uh, you know, 
people started tarpon fishing out of them, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what? What are you doing? And now it's just like, I mean, you you see people in kayaks every day mm-hmm. on 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 the beach. You well, know? and part of what what you're seeing, okay, now you're seeing a lot of kayaks. Well, the thing that kind of follows that is, okay, now you're starting to see a lot of accessories mm-hmm. that of what you can do to these kayaks and the electric motor options for these things kind of have been reserved for the the autopilot old towns which has the Minn Kota gps enabled trolling motor in it mm-hmm. which uh, my son dylan has one and it's an incredible machine the uh now that you're getting aftermarket add-on capabilities so of of, right. uh, of adding these electric motors that have these um lithium super lightweight yeah 12 volt batteries or whatever they are and i'm talking they they're kevin and you guys i'm telling you at the demo day there were some kayaks and paddle boards that were toting around that little pond yeah that were rolling i'm talking right. waking yeah. right with these electric <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting up to how much money yeah, or, do you want to spend? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm well, just, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'll give you an idea. Yeah, I'll give you okay. give you an idea because yeah. went by a booth of one of these guys that uh, that has this aftermarket trolling motor that you can add anywhere onto your kayak or stand up paddleboard or whatever, and different mounting options. Some of them may actually give you the option to put it actually in the pedal drive, so it actually drops down into where your pedal system mm-hmm. would be, and the whole system for. For one of them was around eleven hundred dollars. That's not terribly expensive when you're talking about a trolling. No, that's everything. Really? Well, yeah. the only the only big difference when you do that too is you, you then have to register your kayak Correct. as a boat. You have to have it FL become, numbers because yeah, it it's got a motor. A boat. Uh, okay. So, <clears throat> but that's not near as expensive as I thought it would no, be. I, thought I mean, it would think be about buying higher. a trolling motor for the bow of your. But I, I mean, if yeah. you if you start talking about these accessories plus the boat, I mean, you're you're starting to look at eight ten thousand dollars. Yeah, you take a Hobie Pro Angler and rig it all the way out. Right, and you're that's, talking that, that's, six. Well, 7, Hobie is is as far as price points, they're they're at the top of the realm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you give you an idea just at at what like Hagen carries. You've got Hobie; they're at the top of the price point, and then below that you have the old towns, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, below that would be the Crescent Kayaks, okay, and Boat, which I don't really can put them in the kayak category because they're more inflatable stand-up paddleboards. They do have a an inflatable kayak, mm-hmm. okay, and then some of the boat, boat products are, are really nice. I think their uh, inflatable paddleboards are really neat and such. But uh, but I mean, there's there's different price points for some of these kayaks. You know, the Crescents can be some of them are you know thousand dollars. You know, and you yep. go up to the Hobie, and some of those Hobies, like Chip's talking about, I mean, it can be over four thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, I think the Pro Angler that I had, I had about sixty nine hundred dollars in. Yeah, the Pro Angler is, and it's kind of hard to kind of call this a kayak. Yeah, it's basically a pedal drive boat. It's a pedal. Okay, it yeah, really yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, it's I had a bilge pump. What is it? Fourteen had, foot. Yeah, fourteen foot. It's fourteen foot. It's it's. It's damn near 38 inches wide, 40 yeah. inches wide. Oh, that's a big old boat. Yes, yeah. man. I mean, that's a boat, you yeah. know. And, Not like a canoe. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. you know. But a lot of the guys. Probably that, more stable than a yeah. canoe. If you look at the yeah. guys in Hawaii that are fishing off the, that, that blue water fish, that's what they're fishing. They're using the Hobies, and they've got bilge pumps in them, and they've got depth recorders, and they've got everything set up, and they blue water fish, you know, dolphin, wahoo, tuna, marlin. They catch everything off. Yeah, man. Have, I need to talk to Boo. And Jim Luxing, they need to get in on, get in on those aftermarket and have some carbon fiber outriggers. 
There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. But, but you know what? Why not? Why you not? I, I, it was interesting. You know, we actually met uh, – I didn't know this, but there's, there's now – professional kayak bass fishermen i oh, guess yeah. they have a kayak bass fishing tour now yeah. that goes around yeah, yeah well, i mean i didn't know about yeah. this but they do but then also met some guys that uh that fish the old town kayaks and they're going out of uh uh out in the gulf of mexico where they're panhandle of florida and also the uh, areas around louisiana they're going offshore and catching monster fish yeah. mm-hmm. you know because and i said well how are you are you you got a mothership they're like nah man we're pedaling out so they're they're pedaling out three <laughs> four five miles to get to these places in these kayaks I, and I then just catching big fish comfortable doing that i mean it's different right yeah it's I mean, interesting if you got a group especially, yeah especially I mean, tail yeah. wrapping a tuna and pedaling it back and something right? bigger or, or, eats that tuna right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and just a pop-up storm yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, yeah. you, it's 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 one thing in a boat, man, in the kayak. Uh, you know, it'd be you, different you, in yeah. open water now. I mean, yeah. that's yeah, that's and I I'm kind of with. That's why I when I when I asked yeah. him, I said, well, you know, mothership, right? And he's like, no. no. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, thank you. I don't know if that would be for me. Yeah. But the uh, the amount of accessories when when I talk about the explosion in in kayak sales, and I'm part of that explosion. I mean, that's what we do now. But the amount of accessories that you can get from Yak Attack and all these other suppliers, I mean, Rail Blazers a real big one in the yeah. industry. Yeah, and uh, and talk about a small world. We've had a friend of the Outdoor Show for years by the name a guy by the name of Dow Thornton. And when me and Kevin met him, Chris, you'll get a kick out of this because you probably might remember us having Dow on as uh, via phone or whatever. Nope. When we first met Dow, he worked at West Marine. Yep. And it was the University Boulevard, West Marine. All right. And then eventually we got bummed because he left and went down to St. Augustine's West Marine. Mm -hmm. Oh. But he was always our guy. Which was great for me. (laughs) (laughs) He was always our guy when we had questions about electronics. Always, yep. He was always there to answer our question. Well, I happened to uh, uh, go by the Garmin booth for selfish reasons because I, I want to put a depth finder, fish finder on my kayak. And so part of uh, what we were doing was uh, to tr- discover new products for Hagen, but then also, selfishly, I wanted to find out about depth finders, fish finders. So I walk over to the Garmin booth, and there's the guy standing with the Bass Pro fishing. Yeah, he's got the NASCAR. NASCAR yeah. shirt on. I'm going you know, to strike up a conversation. I figured he's a fisherman. You know, we got talking, and, and he's telling me about what he does and where he fishes and and I said, well, I'm looking for something for my kayak. And, and he goes, yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up with uh, with one of these guys. He goes, they know more about those handhelds than I do because that's kind of what you're looking for. And, uh, and he goes, I said, well, who should I talk to? And he goes, well, you can either talk to Danny here. And he goes, or uh, there's another guy. Where is he at? There he is. There's Dow. I went, uh, Dow? <laughs> Dow Thornton? <laughs> and Dow, Dow walks over, and sure enough, it's Dow. Yeah. Who worked for West Marine, who a few years back, we knew that he went to work for Garmin. Oh, sure. And there he was. He was at the ICAST, and he was, you know, helping run the booth there for Garmin. Yeah, if there's anybody who knows anything about electronics. You want to talk about a wealth of information? Yes, sir. And uh, so I got to learn about the, the striker handheld units and all that stuff. I don't want to bore you guys with all that conversation, but it's such a small world. I mean, from the Captain Mike Holiday thing to to Dal Thornton yeah. and haven't seen him in 
years. When's, yeah, I mean, he, when's the last time you talked to him? Uh, th- this year. Did you? Yeah, I, I, he's uh, uh, been part of uh, whatever, um, kingfish tournaments, you know, whether yeah. he's fishing them or whatever. And, I, and I, I, every time I see him, we, we, we have some type of conversation. Great, it was, it great was dude. Great guy. Yeah. Yep. Great guy. Great and, yep. I mean, talk about, you know, anytime you want to talk to somebody about a product, mm-hmm. You want to talk to somebody that knows the ins and outs. You know, you want to talk to the expert. That's kind of what we do sometimes. That's why we bring Dave in and we bring Chip in. Yep. Experts in different areas of, of the fields that they're involved in. And I mean, because we don't know. We don't know everything. And man, when you talk about electronics, Dow's like, yeah, there it is. You know, man, on Johnny on the spot. So cool, cool, uh, cool experience. All right, let's take a break. Folks, if you need a tire, tire outlet. Locations all around Jacksonville, a tire for all your needs. All your needs. All your needs. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, just go to our homepage, outdoorshow.com, two S's back to back. Click on the Tire Out logo, and you're going to go to their website, and you can find a location closest to you. And if you'd like to join us this morning, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. This might be one of the coolest songs that that ever. Yeah, Chris Isaac, Wicked Game. Atmosphere, man. One of the hottest chicks in it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, of all time. We were trying to ignore the elephant in the room, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, that uh, the video. uh, I can see it now. Uh, It's it's pretty good, Chuck. Little little steamy. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. There's no doubt about that. Welcome back to the Denver Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Got a, a full house here in studio. Jeff Logaman, Captain Kevin Favor, Captain Chip Wingo, and Mr. Dave Edwards, Tall Tines Consulting. And uh, boy, uh, one of the things I think that I was so excited about uh, a week ago or so go up, you know, you're starting to kind of get your mind ready for, for deer season as far as, you know, part of getting your mind ready is getting things ready. Yeah. And, uh, you know, f- we're thinking about food plots here, you know, getting them ready. What, what's it going to take to get them ready? So I, I, you know, hooked up the bat wing mower and Kevin, I know you were mowing yep. this week. A lot. And, uh, and, you know, there's always a timing to everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember Dr. Grant Woods had a, a great article that he wrote and it was don't clean the plate. And Dave, you'll probably remember the, the topic of it and yep. the conversation of it very well. And it's like, okay, I've got a food plot that last year in the fall, I planted a bunch of different things in it. And I planted oats and wheat and chicory and a uh, crimson clover and a yuchi arrowleaf clover. And all these things literally are still feeding the deer. Mm -hmm. The deer and the animals are still feeding on the chicory and the arrowleaf clover is now starting to to dry up. Starting to fade out. Yep. Starting to fade out. Yep. I'd That's li- incredible. I literally, uh, one of the clients I visited this this week, um, that's one of the recommendations is is to incorporate perennial food plots and extend the life of their, re- their regular fall food plots because what you've done by adding all that, and if you just had, if you want to call it just a regular green plot, green field, right. or, you know, just rye and various, you know, grains, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fade out right there in early spring. But if you add all the annual clovers and chicories and various things, it extends the life of that plot on in well into summer. Like right now, there was still some arrow leaf clover in some of the plots I was seeing yeah. on, on another client. But um, talking about cleaning the plate is that 
this particular client used every field every time for every crop. So he would plant his fall food plots and then till them under and plant summer food plots and then till them under and then plant fall. I mean, so it's just, every time he, he cleaned his plate, mm-hmm. there was no food plots anywhere right. on, on the property to keep feeding deer while you are preparing that field, planting the seed. It's taking a, a week to germinate and start growing. So you've actually got about a month or so there where you have nothing. no food plots. So, yeah, so so here's the interesting thing. I did two food plots last year in, in perennials, um, clover and, and chicory. And and I showed you the last time you were on the show, the, the, the I went and mowed that plot, which is clover, a little chicory, but basically clover. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, but I, I had one on top of on top of the hill, which I, you know, it pine trees, mm. and, and it gets hot. Mm-hmm. We did that one in, in, in chicory and and some other perennials from Whitetail Institute, kind of um, their recommendation. Mm-hmm. When when I went up there at the end of June, if you remember, we had a drought. It was awful. I mean, it, really dry, it, it, really bad dry. And yeah. I looked at that food plot and it. It didn't have very many weeds in it. It had some chicory that was kind of laying down. I mean, it looked like it was dead. Mm-hmm. And when I went back this time and looked at it, I was like, oh, my God. Pop, popped up pretty it good. popped up, mm-hmm. and, and all of them are bitten in half. The deer prints. So, you know, I don't have any cameras yeah. or anything on that plot, but they are hammering that, that food plot. I'm about to um, almost finish with an article that just came to my mind to share this information because of this drought we just had, basically, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it a drought. But um, this spring, um, it was relatively dry, Mm -hmm. but, you know, soil temperatures were coming up. It was getting that time to plant your summer stuff. We got a couple showers, and everybody thought, oh, yeah, perfect. And I was in the same boat. We planted forage soybeans and all that. Just enough the soil moisture to plant. We planted and then drought 50 plus days yeah, of uh, zero nothing, rain yeah <laughs> nothing None, yeah and so what was happening was those plants weren't really growing real strong cuz they didn't have the the uh the, the moisture moisture right but in combination with that the woods weren't getting moisture either so the deer didn't have all that lush new natural native growth that they're used to having mm-hmm. and so they focused on these food plots and they hammered them and so then you, get, you end up weeds and all that get, stuff. Right. And so the, the the properties that had perennial crops, plots like clover or chicory, they still had good food. I mean, that's right. You right. Know, they weren't stru- the plants weren't like uh, crazy uh, going as hard as they can because they were you know they needed some water too, but they were solid and 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 deer were covered in it. In fact, uh, in June I was on the Flint River area, went out at night with a FLIR uh, night vision. Yeah. Like, like forty deer on. You, you, right. you got now. You got night vision. No, the client had. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But I mean, um, maybe something good for everybody to know. Don't feel bad that your summer crops look bad and horrible this year because it is a is a common scene across the deep south here mm-hmm. of plots looking terrible. Mm-hmm. But we went out. His plots were looking terrible. We went out that night, and he also incorporated perennial food plots based on a recommendation before. And he said, I want you to see something. And we took off. There was like 40 deer in an acre and a half food plot. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was just white dots everywhere. Every every food plot we went to that was perennial, they were all over them. Yeah, so they, it was uh, saving, It was saving. you know, save the game a little bit. You know? Yeah. That's Are one you of using the, no-till at all? The no-till, no-till methods? Mm-hmm. As much as we can. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, the, the one thing what, what Chip is referring to, which we call no-till, uh, uh, no-till farming practices became popular to to make sure that soil erosion, soil issues aren't become aren't a problem. So you uh, no-till, you would kill everything on top, and then this machine, which is a no-till planting drill, plants food plot seed at the proper depth, the proper spacing, and the proper amount without even having to turn soil over like farmers would tractor and harrows and till the ground and turn it over. Yeah. And the discovery was made a couple twofold. One that you, uh, you, prov- when you, every time you turn the soil over, you open up a whole new seed bed of weed seeds, which is a major problem. But then also you're constantly tilling the soil. Now you're compacting the soil with multiple trips on the tractor through years, years of use. And then also the no-till practice, you can actually plant a new plant right in a plant that's currently growing. Mm-hmm. Drill right into it. Just drill the, right the into it. The other big thing is uh, every time you, you plow, turn the soil, you're disturbing the whole nematode and, and helpful bacteria. Your whole soil profile that you're building, you just turn the world upside down, and, and they got to start over. So I mean, I, a, I've, I've even watched Dr. Grant Woods. He didn't kill it anymore. He, no, he, right he just mows yeah. it. Yeah. He, he just mows it down and drills right in. He's like, I, I don't. He's, he doesn't even use any herbicides anymore. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's some another people, strategy. Some people won't. Some right. people, you, <clears throat> excuse me, will use a uh, what we call selective herbicide mm-hmm. to kill maybe a grass weed. Right. 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 And then it, they're planting, following it up, planting with something that may be a legume, and so it won't die with that particular herbicide. So, yeah. I mean, there's so many different things that they get creative with, but I will say that. When, when, and this is kind of through a couple years of trial and error, and then also, thank goodness for the Quality Deer Management Association food plot book that they came out with mm-hmm. a couple years ago, which is like the gospel. Yeah, like the food plot Bible. It yeah. is the food plot Bible. And I incorporated the, the chicory and uh, the different clovers in, and that has literally turned a what had started out years ago when we started planting food plots like Dave was talking about that would last a couple months. Now my food plots are feeding deer. So I'm planting the first week of October. So October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Mm-hmm. I'm feeding deer now for, for 10 months mm-hmm. plus one, one, one annual planting on one yeah. plant. Well, yeah. Yep. And that's when I planted my, my chicory, obviously, first week of October last year. And there's there's still I mean, my clover plot's unbelievable. The so the that. and years ago I had planted different clover species, and there's so many different mm-hmm. clover species. Tons. Um but and and I kind of have f- had fallen into this groove with the Uchi Arrow leaf, which is a mainstay. That will never yep, change. I like that one. Because that one goes later in the summer than yep. a lot of them. And that's an annual. Uh, so it has to go to seed to regrow the next year, and uh, and then crimson is good. But man, the the bulldog red, if you can find it, mm-hmm. is one of the best. But then years ago, I planted a white ladino clover. I still have a few patches yeah. of white ladino clover that were ten years ago. Yeah, or longer. Yeah, that crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question for you about seed. How long does seed is seed good? If say we bought last year when we went and bought, and we still have bags. That's a good question. Of it that is a great year. question. It can last a long time, like two, three, four years. Okay. But here's what I'd recommend: 
get you uh, some wet paper towels mm-hmm. and get you uh, 20 seed out of mm-hmm. out of that bag. Put them in it, fold it up, put it in a windowsill. And it sprouts, use it. See what your germination rate is. Okay. Yeah, and if it's, you know, if it's 40%, well, you got 40% probably viable seed in there. You just need to know you need to put way more seed out to get right. the crop you need. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, because we it, have way too much. Yeah, the, same. From last year, we had too much. We bought, we overbought. I've literally got uh, three paper towels in the windowsill right now <laughs> <laughs> of some bio, biologic cool. maximum just yep. to see if it, how, how viable it is. Yeah, because okay. a lot of times when you buy the seed, uh, we got to go to a break here in just a minute, a lot of times when you buy the seed, you don't know how long that seed was stored before you bought it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, so, that, yeah, that's true. So Dave's thing about putting, you know, count the number of seeds and then get your germination rate is uh, always a, a great thing. And, and I always – I always buy, and I recommend this to anybody, anytime you buy a seed that requires some kind of inoculant, which is clover, they need a bacteria added added to to make them germinate, is that you buy the coated seeds, Mm -hmm. which it costs a little bit more money. But, uh, man, the germination rate on the coated seeds is so much better. And it's way easier to do, and you're not having to – uh, add the bacteria to, and it's not like, you know, when I, I say bacteria, people probably wonder, oh my God, how can you handle bacteria? It's bad for you. It's not the kind that nah. are bad for you. Uh, but it's, it's like a, a rhizome. What do they call yeah. a, a rhizome bacteria? Uh, yep. Yeah, rhizomal. Um, but it's just messy. To it do. is. Right. You, I mean, you're adding, you know, Coke or whatever to the seed you the and you're coke, mixing with you your hand. You turn yeah. completely, it's like mixing black cow into a seed mixture. Something I'd recommend too, I know we need to go to a break is, uh, is adding those enclosure cages on your food plot. Because sometimes seed. people think that they put the old seed out or mix it in. They go, man, that seed was bad. Yeah. Most time it's not. Yeah. And Most of the deer just hammered it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. that's right. Yeah, by the way, when we were talking about uh, inoculating seed, uh, what Dave was talking about using Coke, because Coke is sticky. You know, So you're trying to get this material, which is kind of like a uh, – What's the best way to describe it? It's a very it's kind of like family. a talcum powder. Yeah, but it's but it's dark black. Yeah. black yeah. Okay, so you're trying to get this to attach to these little teeny clover seeds, and so you're trying to use something that is uh, sticky coke or whatever. And uh, I came up with this idea a few years ago because you're, you're you're trying to mix all this in with a seed. So you know you put it in a bucket, you put the black stuff in there, and you take a stick and you're stirring it around with some coke or whatever. Well, we went out and bought a uh, a little mini electric concrete mixer <laughs> perfect <laughs> yeah. two 50 pound bags of seed in there hit the button and, yep. and it starts turning and you shake a little bit of water or coke inside of there and then dump all that black powder stuff in there it's like Man. you're making gumbo it was awesome <laughs> yeah yeah anyway all right let's take a break uh we come back uh, i think dave's got a gear tip of the week right is it your gear tip yeah uh, yep yeah D- okay. dave's got the gear tip of the week right here on the nimnik buick gmc outdoor show Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hire Zinc Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hire supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast, and they can help your bottom line and job. All you got to do is go to lvhires.com to learn more. This week's gear tip comes from Mr. Dave Edwards, and it's a uh, Placino. Is that Placino? Yep, name of the company. Placino Vertical Fishing Rod Holder. And, uh... Me and Dave were actually trading 
pictures uh, a few weeks back, right? Yeah, when I was installing it. Yeah, yeah, about he's like, check this out, and I'm sending pictures of my rod storage system. Uh-huh. Going, yeah, well, check this out. Well, Dave's system, I didn't know that he had cheated and went and just bought it. I thought maybe you made it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you were all impressed. Yeah, I was yeah, impressed. Yeah. Well, man, he came up with a sweet homemade yeah. version. But uh, now the secret's out. It's this Pacino vertical fishing rod holder, and it's a wall-mounted fishing rod rack. Yeah, but a cool system. Okay, so so because uh, it's just a it's a yeah. single strip. It's mm-hmm. not two. It doesn't have one at the bottom for the butt, right? And then one up for the middle part of the rod. This is just a single strip against the wall. Yep, that's all. All that I've got now, you can actually put them uh, uh, vertical. I mean, a horizontal as well, if you wanted to, like put two, like a gun rack, right, and put them across that way. But I use mine the other way, straight where my rods are vertical. You get more storage that way. So yeah, it's amazing how many rods. <laughs> so you can, observation you can, here: um, <laughs> most people in their bedroom like have a picture on the wall or, or TV. Okay, this is in his bedroom. You see, this is in the foot of his bed. What? <laughs> well, let me explain. It, it is. It's, I mean, this is, so he wakes oh, up every morning. Oh, 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 and, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where? Yeah, look. It, it's, it's, is that a bed? <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> I take care of my rods. Like my rods need air conditioning. I didn't notice that. <laughs> I just—I was up. So I'm going, dude. That's the foot of his bed. Oh my god! I mean, my wife it would is. be like, uh, "No." no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, hey, I'm the man of the house, guys. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. I yeah. got to tell you the backstory is that that's Heather funny. claimed a room as a gym. Okay. All right. And so when my son moved out to college. Mm-hmm. Dalton and I claimed his room for the tackle shop. Uh, okay. okay. <laughs> okay. That's plus, plus, we kept getting in trouble for you know throwing rods down you know, I, in the I, corner. I, and, 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 and trust me, um, I, I, I get that. Uh, yeah. And we're about one rod short of being a rod hoarder. <laughs> we got. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I need about ten of those. Yeah, but let me, let me tell you. I mean, in all honesty, that is a. So far, I've only been using it this right. summer. But so far has been jam up, and so if you stagger your because your reels are you know have uh, take a lot of space, sure. But you got to stagger your reels a little bit so you can get them close, right? Have yep. that many, but it holds everything from trout rod to my big bottom rods, yeah, the tarpon uh, rods. I mean, great. the cool thing is, and I'm sure you with the strip, you found the studs and then and then drilled through or has holes already in their little strip yep i had to use anchors in some places but i tried to you know try to find stud where you could yep and yep. uh and if you look at the pictures folks and go to our facebook or our instagram page and check out the pictures you have one of them old vertical rod racks kind of next to it and oh yeah can, one of the little stand-up things. yeah the yep. little stand-up things and you can see how efficient this little strip system is and you'll also see the mechanism that holds the rod, so the rod doesn't have to touch the floor. No, it it actually has like a it's a spring, it's a spring loaded. It's yeah. called a jam knuckle. Yeah, like a jam you knuckle spring loaded yeah. system. You could open it, put the rod in there, and then just let it close down. So you can actually hold a rod down towards the butt, or you can hold it all the way towards the tip. Yep. If you wanted it to, so, you know, depending on where you mounted that strip. So that's a cool. Really cool system. It's mm-hmm. it's been uh, I've been really impressed with it. It's almost and, almost as good as the soap. 
So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and the challenge is for all you guys out there, okay, mm-hmm. let's see let's see how many of you have the cojones to put that system up in your spare bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Without permission. Yeah. Look, honey. Look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a, that's a great little thing. Um, cost. Uh, I want to say I've got. Seventy dollars or something, somewhere around seventy dollars for about four or five foot of it. Okay, they okay. come in sections that I, you might be looking at it, but it's like yeah, twenty-eight inches each. Uh, it says holds nine uh, rods, so or twenty-four. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's talking more about the the actual design, and how many rods that uh, that it can hold. Well, it's about twenty dollars, twenty-one dollars, something like that to hold nine rods. Okay, on each section. On each section. Okay. So I've got four sections, so four but, times nine. Yeah. Yeah, that's plenty. Yes, yeah, says uh, construct the nine rods or combos neatly and securely in less than sixteen inches of horizontal wall space. Most other brands can only store three or six combos in the same amount of space, etc. Uh, it can firmly hold more than two point two pounds of fishing rod and reel combos in a groove. Uh, that's that's pretty stout. Yeah, yeah, and the and the uh, the the part that touches your rod that you know that matches yep. it and kind of keeps it in place, it's silicone or something, and it's just real soft. soft. It's not going to yeah. mess your rod up. Yeah, you can get a four pack for sixty five bucks that we covered. Yep. yep. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Very cool. Uh, up on our Facebook and Instagram page, check it out. Uh, also, a couple posts uh, from uh, our Facebook and Instagram page. The post. That was uh, just done a, f- a few minutes uh, or a little over an hour ago with the uh, welcome to the Nimnik family of dealerships <clears throat> outdoor show. It's a, a couple different pictures, and uh, we were talking earlier about how met uh, Wild Bill from the Deadliest Catch. There's a picture of me and him, and uh, me and Bill dance, and uh, and then the other gentleman is the story about Captain Mike Holiday. That's the, that's Captain Mike Holiday. So I wouldn't have recognized him. <laughs> You know, I'm serious. I mean, and, and I've only seen him a few times. That was 10 years ago when, right. we, when we talked it about it. A him, long you know? time yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, cool pictures and a great experience down there at ICAST. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back. And next year I need to spend a little bit more time down there walking around. But I will tell you, one of the – and we've done this as a gear tip before. And we went by the booth, and uh, Hagen's going to eventually carry this. It's a company called Groove Life, and I don't know if you guys are, are familiar, but uh, Groove Life makes the silicone rings. Chris has got one on. I've got one on. But then also, they make these belts that, uh, and we've done it before. I don't know. Did we ever do that? Yeah, you did. Tip? Okay, with a little magnetic clip in. Yep. Okay, have you ever tried one, Dave? Mm-mm. Chip, have no, you ever tried one? Best thing I ever bought. See, there we go. Oh we got another God. believer. <laughs> When you're when you're not a uh, perfectly shaped guy, <laughs> let's put it that way. And, so what are you trying to say, there, Chip? Um, <laughs> my brother calls me Chunk so <laughs> instead of Chip. But when you buy a belt, you have to adjust it all the time. And you know, if you change up like I do, I go up and down all the time on weight. You get the holes that are, This thing is. Too, and it stretches. It gives you a little bit of stretch. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. And you can still get a gun in it, too. It's they actually. I, it was neat because when we I, we were actually walking towards another booth, Yak Attack, mm-hmm. to talk with those people. And as we were walking, all of a sudden, we walked by Groove Life. And I'm like, you know, pulled right in there. Uh-huh. 
and uh, and got to talking with this guy. And I said, hey, look, we're going to come back with uh, some of the guys from Hagen later in the day because I love your stuff, you know. And I said, look, I got every one of your colors. I got I got the tan, I got the brown, I got the black, and I got the mossy oak bottomland belt, yeah. which they do make that, Dave, in, in the bottomland. Mm-hmm. And is uh, there any better pattern than that? No, no, there, there no. is not. There's this. There, that's the original pattern that they started with. Mossy mm-hmm. oak started with, and to this day. It's my favorite, absolute favorite pattern. Well, guess what I got while I was down there? I mean, you're going to be really jealous. I am. Okay, you remember the um, the insulated cups that Hagen carries that we were talking about yeah. during the show? They had them on sale for like $8 yeah. while we were there. It's Ozark. Right, yeah. Okay? Yeah. They they just came, I, I got a bottom land 32-ounce tumbler. Did you really? It's money. <laughs> wow, yeah, I am okay. jealous. But, but they also... Uh, have these new ones, these new cups, they have the the soft touch. You know, because remember a couple years ago, there's a couple shotgun gun manufacturers that came out with this thing called Duratouch or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was kind of soft, kind of a, not a rubbery, but it, it had a texture kind of soft, yep. and it was it, it, it didn't slip. They can't, they've just came, have come out with a soft touch cup, nice. and it comes in mossy oak bottom okay. land. And uh, we're going to have a bunch of them at the November 5th event. That's so. cool. I wish the outdoor show would do those hats again. Yeah, I know. We're, we're I have them. three of them, and they're pre- getting pretty worn, and they're uh, my you, favorite you, hats. You, you're talking about the, uh, the, the bottom line hats? Yeah. I have one in a truck if you want it. Those are my favorite yep. hats yep. ever. All right, and just a real quick little update on Groove Life. The belts are awesome. The rings are fantastic. And I was talking to the guy, and he goes, have you seen our new wallets? And I'm like, no. So I <laughs> – I've got one of those little mini wallets, you know, that yeah. holds a couple credit cards and driver's license, and that's about it. They have a, a new wallet by Groove Life because, and the hard part is, is that when I would carry, when I carry that little wallet, I also have the, the middle section, which you got all kinds of little cards jammed into. Yeah, and you can't get them out. Right. You know, it's an act of God to get the ones out of the middle. They're all stashed in there and tight. And, yep. yep. Groove Life has got these new wallets where you like literally you just push this thing and it literally slides all those cards right out. <laughs> And it has a money clip on it. So anyway, uh, okay. let's take a break. And if you'd like to join us here let's this talk morning. Some tarpon fishing when we yeah, talk back. some tarpon fishing. Because I want to talk Cumberland Island. And if you'd like to join in, 904. Uh-oh, don't, they don't want to talk about Cumberland <laughs> yeah, yeah. Island. Let's stay down south. But okay. if you'd like to join us, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Big thanks to all my buddies down at Whalen Bay Marine in St. Augustine. I, I uh, took a few days off last week, so on Friday I took the boat in because you know when you when you fish every day, mm-hmm. it's it's your hundred hours comes up, and then you look and you're like 122, and you're like, eh, I'm gonna get my old change, <laughs> you know. But my saltwater washdown went out. I had a I had a live well pump go down, and, and just thanks for taking care of me. Um, I, I appreciate it. This, and uh, Dave, you probably experienced this somewhat at Cabin Bluff. But man, when are they ever going to come out with a, a motor that'll last, as in a, a live well? Oh, it's just no it, kidding. It's it's bilge it, pump. It, it's the most re- important part of your boat. Yes, fails constantly. It's, I was I was chuckling. Insane. I got a phone call from uh, from my buddy Danny. Okay, you know you guys remember Brother Love who passed yeah, away sure. a couple years ago. <clears throat> His brother Danny, who you know we grew up together danny and brother love and and uh, they've got another brother thomas <clears throat> the breeding crew 
And so I called Danny. He called me earlier, and I had a bunch of kids in the background. So I was like, hey, I'll call you back. Call him back. And he's like grunting and groaning. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? He goes, trying to change these pumps out yeah. in this boat. Yeah, was, and, and they always they always put them in the hardest Heart to reach, so yeah. your your hands and your and your arms are bloody. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the, the, honestly, the Sea Foxes are, are, are pretty easy, and and now at least they just have the the pop out motors. Yeah, you know, so it's a quick connect, and you pop it out. But still, I replaced that motor four months ago. It, I was it, laughing, when, and they're not cheap. No. I'm laughing when you when you said that because yeah. I was explaining to Danny because he has the Everglades, which yeah. is pretty new. Yeah, and and he got it from Atlanta Coast Marine. Yep, and I was explaining to Danny that years ago they didn't have those pop-out cartridges no and you had to you, change you, the whole deal you had thing to get in there and i'm talking get pain. in there deep yeah yeah you had to have logman arms you know yeah, you that's know, right no i can tell you this logman arms didn't help you much because what you had to be is this uh, carnival contortionist <laughs> yeah that's exactly okay right. to Seriously. be able to find a way to get to those pumps back in the day because the, the reality is when they put a lot of those things in they're putting that stuff in before they're putting the, the top, top of the decking, shell of yeah. the decking onto the boat. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not worried about that pump going out. They don't out. care. No. No. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, I'm glad well, to hear you bring this up as professional captains. And I've always like, why every single time that builds? That's the most vital thing you have on yeah, the boat. Yeah, it happens. There's no question. Every time I do my 100-hour service, annual service, I'm replacing some kind of live well pump. Yeah. And probably the switch on the on the bilge or the bilge mm-hmm. itself it's always it, it, something. so i took a bilge pump you know the regular one that has the strainer that you would screw down and then pop it in and put five foot of hose on it and ran 20 foot of alligator clips on it and it stays in a bag a dry bag on my boat so that when the bilge goes out just in case that, that, that's a, that's a good it Chip, happens, I've same that's thing. a great idea you they, drop it in and yep. it's do automatic. me a favor yeah take pictures of that yeah that's right yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna do that as a, a gear tip gear tip or a ring power yep. tip yep. in the future because i the, think that's great the idea. only time that i almost sunk is when the bilge pump for the guys yep. that go offshore what, yeah. what you're talking about yep. shoot some of the guys even carry a little uh lithium battery with them right. just for that they, they keep charged in, in case they need it you were talking about how hard it is to get to them that hell's bay Estero, that 24 that my client friend bought unbelievable you open up this hatch you can step down inside it yeah. It's, yeah. i'm like oh one of the things chris told <laughs> yeah. me when they were building that is they they interviewed and took the input of good for him lots of fishermen yeah and like storing five gallon buckets and mm-hmm. yeah. gas nets and absolutely and and, and the uh Live well is not priming, and he they got a seacock. I mean, yeah, what do you call beautiful. it? Se- yep, se- it's like box. I want. Yep. I've I've asked four different electronics guys. I said, can you replace these two pumps? They look inside there. You know, and they know they won't do it. Yep. They don't want to get involved with trying to do that. They'd rather do the easy stuff. Sure, sure. But, you know, you've got to find somebody you can stand on their head, and reach down in there to get to it. And of course, it's back on the splash well where your motor is, so yep. you can't get to it. Yeah, and then you got all those wires and everything else. Yeah. But you know, and you so you got to try to push all that away. But anyway, I was just, just, just <laughs> you know, it's like, and like I said, and they're like sixty bucks. I mean, they're not, they're not cheap. No, yeah. You know? I mean, you know, I'm getting, I'm not even hardly getting a hundred hours hey, let, out, uh, of, out of those. Right, by the way, d- Dave uh, has his own version of the bilge pump that you're talking about, Chip, and he just uh, airdropped me a picture of it. Nice. Is <clears throat> that what the same kind of thing you're yes, talking about? Exactly. I yeah, exactly. I mean, have a real big hose on it. Yeah. You know, and it's a 
1100 gallon per hour so it's quick yeah that's, that's what, is, that's that's what this one is yeah. i saw i was actually in ace and saw i used clear uh-huh. surgical whatever whatever that clear hose is yep. um which is pretty rigid i saw what what looked like fire hose that flat uh, uh flat uh, yeah i know what you're talking about yeah. expandable hose yeah get a little I, bit more compact yeah I saw yeah, that. Be nicer. I, and i thought ooh, i ought to replace that hose yeah um but what i was going to mention was we were fishing Paul's tournament, and we were just outside the inlet right there of uh, Fernandina, and we had a sea tractor come out. Explain what a sea tractor is, because some people don't know. Y'all, y'all tell me what it is. It's a, a humongous tugboat. tugboat that pushes bones in their teeth. They can't get on plane, I don't think. I mean, it's like a humongous white water in front of them when they're pushing. Yeah, they, yeah. they essentially have a flat front yeah. with two big... Post bumpers on the front, so there's no curvature to make this boat go smoothly through the water. It's actually meant to have a barge in front of it, yes, or something to be pushing in front of it to act as the 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 brake, I guess you could say, or to give it some kind of aerodynamic. So we were out, out, you know, off the tip of the jetties, you know, a half mile or whatever it was, and um, this thing's coming out, and we're trolling along. Dalton says, "Hey, Dad, uh, you might want to turn the boat towards that." Because we could see other boats, like 30, 31s yeah. and all. Going up. Oh, my gosh. And they were, like, going nuts. <laughs> so, I turned the nose towards it. And there was, I mean, half second, one second intervals right. uh, of these two plus, three plus, three foot waves. No way for me not to take it in the, I took it over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Filled the cockpit up. And I was going to tell you that I had this bilge in there. We had to open the floor hatch to get water in the bilge to the bilge pump to start kicking because our. Uh, uh, what you call it? Weren't letting water out as as fast right. as we wanted. All the scuppers, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, behind, I'm behind the wheel, and I'm I'm Deep standing in the water. Yep. I'm standing half, you know, yep. to my knee in water. <sighs> yeah, and um, I didn't even think about my build. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my extra build right. that I had. But we got the water out, and I That's think I think Greg, you know, Dalton shared with Greg Simmons. He said he's seen two boats go down from that. From the sea tractor wake. Yeah. I'll be dead. Wow. I tried to get, you know, quarter into yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but that, that's. I took it. I mean, yep. I took it full on. Especially if you're, if you're slow trolling. Yeah. You know, you don't, you're, you, you don't want to bring everything in for that, you know, but yeah. it's, that's tough. Those subs do that too. When they come out, they put out. I've a heard that. Wake. I've, I've, I, yeah. Kirk, Kirk's told me about it's some. It's sketchy. Yeah. yeah. We were out there tarpon fishing and had one come out of St. Mary's. Yeah. And I. I turned around. I was in my flats boat, and it was no bow all the way in the air and all the way down, and just yeah. that big wash came over, and it filled my cockpit up too. Yeah, you got to be careful a lot of times when you're coming in an inlet where you've got like a tide and a wind opposite each other or big wakes, yeah. where you come up a wave. And for a lot of new boaters, if you go too fast when you're coming down off of the you'll, wave, you'll you're going to stick the bow into the next one, right? Yep. And so you have to be really careful. And I almost learned the hard way out of off of St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. One time I almost stuck a bow mm-hmm. and, uh, and <clears throat> thank goodness I didn't really go deep. I mean, just a little bit because a boat will go down like right now. Mm-hmm. If you, if you bury it into immediately. The, it, yep. Immediately. And I can yep. tell you that it was one of those situations where I was puckered up buddy, yeah. Yeah. and, uh, was not feeling very good about, I was like, all right, your skills, it's, it's time to go home. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's time to go home. Yeah, it's not. I've fun. had enough today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that. Uh, this is years ago when I when I had the Intrepid. Um, I'll, me and my brother and and Casey, his son, were 
were going out the inlet, St. Augustine Inlet. And, and dude, I was 31 in trip, and I'm good, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. And I, I will never forget this because Casey was sitting behind me in, in, on, on the live well eating pizza. And I, I came off of a wave, went down, and it broke over the T top. And I look back and it, it completely it knocked the pizza out of his mouth. It came down. So that whole wave oh, my came goodness. in the boat. And, and and just like you, Jeff, I was like, it taught me a lesson. Thank mm-hmm. God it didn't wash him out. Yeah. I, I really thought that, that it that it had washed him out of the boat. I mean, that's how bad it was. And mm. I, I was like, I went out the inlet. And I turned around and I came, came right back. I came right back <laughs> because you can't turn around in the inlet. Uh-uh. Not when yeah. it's like that. You, no. you can't. You can't do it. That scared me to death. By the way, uh, Chris Stevens sent us a picture of his version of uh, extra bilge pump with the long, <clears throat> okay, you know, with the alligator clips to go yep. to a battery, and then he has that collapsible hose. Yeah, like on his day, yeah, a little fire Mini. hose kind yeah. of where it's, it stores a little bit easier, <clears throat> and it's uh, stored with his. Uh, fire extinguisher so yeah we'll definitely do that as a gear tip that's or a great gear ring tip. power tip uh, yep. in the future all right let's take a break and when promise this time when we come back we will talk yes about tarpon fishing right here <laughs> yes. on the nimnick buick gmc outdoor show if you're in the market for a cadillac only one place to go Claude Nolan Cadillac. Go over to see our good buddies, Mark Helmick, Steve Berg, and all of them over there. If you need something to work on, call Paula. She'll set up an appointment, and when you pull up there, she's like, you got a 730? Yes, ma'am, I do, Miss Paula, and they'll they'll take care of you at Claude Nolan Cadillac. And if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, they'll got it all right there at Claude Nolan Cadillac, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. All right, so let's talk tarpon fishing, because it's about that time of year. It's almost August. You know, I mean, uh, we've been... Kind of dinking and dunking, Chip. Yep. You know, um, Dave. Whenever Cabin Bluff um, fishing for Nadina, yeah. You know, I would say that your tarpon fishing is is about three weeks behind Saint Augustine in the beginning of the year. You know, mm-hmm. um, so so right now it's 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 full blown, correct? Yeah. Yep. They generally start showing up. You know, I don't know exactly what you can tell me how when y'all show up, but. You can count on them start showing up mid-May. Okay. And yeah. then yeah, June-ish, for sure, they're worth targeting. Worth worth and going and looking for. July 4th is like game on. Game on. Yeah. 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 It's funny that you say July 4th was kind of game on because for the St. John's River, that was always the date for me. July 4th. Like to kind of, you know, when it got around July 4th, I'm like, all right, <clears throat> now it's, it's that time. And so right. you, you, you know, you put the tarpon rod in the boat and you look for them and you, you actually go out. And some, I've had about the way spots I have, and you I've target had, them. I've had some amazing tarpon reports from from the river. Uh, and, I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking um, JT uh, uh, Buck, Buckman South. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ama- amazing reports. I just saw two when I was coming over the bridge, <laughs> uh, Dane's Point, okay. about to hit the land on this side. Yep, whatever yeah. that is, that Mill Cove, Cove or yeah. whatever. Yeah, the water was slick, and there's I'm getting close to the docks there. Yeah, and. I saw something. I thought, no, that was a porpoise. And I kept coming. Oop, nope, it was a tarpon. There's yep, another right one there. With yep, yep, they're right there. Yep. Yep, yep. So, Chip, on the uh, the forecast show on, on Thursday, you you asked me if I throw artificials. 
and 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 I don't. Dave, do, do you throw throw much artificials? Oh yeah, hundred yep. percent. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's and Dave's responsible when we were talking about that because I was trying to mm-hmm. catch tarpon inshore, and Dave's texting me, dude, you got to throw purple. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, I I can't. I don't know who what the researchers were and be able to you know give you a reference, um, but. Aaron Adams, the director of the research with Bonefish Tarpon Trust, would come to Cabin Bluff with our tarpon cup because we were doing all the um, uh, tags, tags and yep. satellite tags, right. all that stuff. Is that the guy that's coming in town? Now, I was talking to Boo, and he was saying there's a guy coming in town that does all the research on this yeah, yeah, yeah. tarpon? Yeah, it's, okay. it's either him or uh, one of his research assistants that okay. helped us a lot. Well, it's, the, it's the guy that's the head of the, of the program. Yeah, Aaron. He lives up in Northeast? Aaron Adams. Aaron? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we're going to get him on the show. Absolutely. He would be great to have on. Yeah, yeah. I've talked with Boo, and we're going to get him on because he's borrowing my boat. Okay. And so the cost of borrowing my boat is coming on the show to talk <laughs> Absolutely. about the research that he is doing. Yeah, make yeah. sure he knows the guest rules. And the neat, yeah, the neat thing, too, by, by the way, just before, sorry to interrupt, but they're doing this thing to where they're taking blood from the tarpon, mm-hmm. and they are clipping a little bit of the fin, and they're actually – completely understanding what the recent diet of that fish has been huh. through those two things. They don't know much about tarpon. Yeah, and they're doing – Aaron and his team been really That's leading cool. the charge on learning more. And, you know, he's bonefish and all that. Are we sharing bonefish with Cuba? I mean, all, yeah. are they migrating and so forth? And so all these regulations all the way up the states on tarpon, et cetera, they go to North Carolina, you know. So um, you want to know all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that, that's cool, but I I think it's interesting because uh, I'm obviously growing up tarpon fishing and I, and I love the tarpon fish. I've thrown very few artificials, you know. I mean, I'm a live bait guy. The the I've I've seen you throw bomber long ace on my boat. And yeah, catch you remember I caught him that yeah, one time. Kevin was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna catch yeah, him absolutely." That. I said, well, "I'm gonna keep trying." Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I you know, in my experience, I'd say a go to is a live bait. I right. Mean, if you're just wanting yeah. to, wanting to catch them it's almost you know like using live shrimp versus something else but well most but, of the, most of the time that i'm fishing for them they're feeding on live bait mm-hmm. you know i think a lot of times when you guys fish them you're seeing them roll and and you know they're not they're they're not they're well, not physically feeding on mullet i, or, I can or tell you this kevin in the river when i was you're seeing them roll like you're talking about not like feeding yeah and i'm thrown right in front of their face yeah artificial no you put a little live bait right in front of his face, and they take it every time. Okay, yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why I'm. And, and it, well, with artificial, right. it was okay. You, you had to have the right exact bait, sure. and Chip, I think, has kind of dialed that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, it had to be exactly right. Right. You know, you had to catch one in the right mood. Well, and a had lot to be of the times, right bait. a lot of times, and I don't know if you do this, but if I see tarpon blowing up bait and you've got a huge bait pod with tons of pogies or mullet or whatever, and you pick up something like this long black and purple lure and throw it in there and pull it out, um, it's called. It's hard to describe. I'll give you guys some pictures later, but it's just it looks like an eel. But when you throw it in that pod and bring it out, it's totally different than what they're seeing, and they see it, and they just turn right on it and nail it. And I don't, you know, here, why, why is purple the color? Because everybody – because – Chip and I, we, we haven't been talking tarpon fishing prior to this year, so this year we start talking, and he says, man, I got this artificial bait you got to try, and sure enough, it's that dark purple. Mm-hmm. Well, the research that I, 
that I don't know who did. I can't remember now, but that Aaron taught me. He, I'm still kind of upset with him because he 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 um got me into fly tying, which I thought was going to be a hobby, and it turned into an obsession. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but purple was somewhere along the way they researched that they see purple better than other colors, or they're more attracted to it, or something. Mm. So the vast majority of our flies were right. purple, purple or black. You know, yeah, you know if, if you think yeah. about a pogey, a pogey's got a lot of purple, purple in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know yeah. that that's their mainstay food, but a pogey is, is – So we uh, did a ton. You're yeah. talking about artificial. We did a ton of fly fishing, which I got obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Chip was talking about, we'd get on the pogey pods, and it looked like a Guy Harvey painting. You know, they come – Blow it through there in the bait or, or yep. jail breaking and, and showering. And you're throwing a fly. As soon as they blow up, we're sitting there waiting. Yep. And as soon as they blow up, we throw that fly exactly where he came out of the water. But he, he blows through there and, and hits them and all, and then he comes right back to get the ones he stunned. Right. And your fly's right there, and that's usually how we would catch them. So they were chasing bait, you know, at the same time. Or we were throwing lures and uh, like the – Oh, what was that? I sent you the purple stick bait. Yep. The bo- bomber long A. Bomber long A. Yeah. Yep. Straight purple. Yeah. Little I, black back I, on there or something. I yeah. Still, I haven't. I, I still like I gotta the little get light one. in there. Or a little <laughs> DOA and then yeah, like well, the. You yeah. said bomber long A, and I have uh, like twelve dozen of the big ones. Yeah. The real big ones, and I've taken all the trebles off, and I run a big circle hook out of the back of it. Huh. Okay. And yep. they make a circle hook that's made for lures that. The eye, the way the eye is situated, is it rides perfect on the back of the bait. I'll be done. And when you're reeling it through the water, you know you're you're pumping it. Most of the time, I'm doing a steady retrieve. When they hit it, they turn on it, and that circle hook pops them right in the top of the lip. Huh. And what size circle hook is it? Yeah, it's monster. Yeah. It's like a seven, yeah. eight aught yeah. circle yeah. hook. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lure out and. That was my absolute favorite, and I can't find them right now, and they're expensive. They're called a spool tech. And it's a black, I use black and purple, and it's probably about six inches long, and it has a braided cable reeled up inside it with the hook, and the hook clips in. And when you hook the fish, it stretches out, and now he can't rub through it, so he's not going to come off, but he can't shake it out as easy, easily as well. Yeah. But um, it's, throwing the artificials is my favorite way to do it because the hit is just incredible. Yeah. It is, it is crazy good, and I agree with you on taking the trebles off, which I didn't yeah. I forgot to tell you about that. But take the trebles what off. Did, what, did, what did you put on for hooks? Circle hooks, circle like hooks that. too, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, or, and we had some J hooks when we didn't have circle hooks. Yeah. But uh, we found with those treble hooks, just like when you're bass fishing with a rapala, they kind of they for some reason you know, everything gets hooked up and they get they kind of dog bone it. Yeah. It's kind of sideways in their right. mouth or you know well, it's lodged it, in their mouth, and then when they go to jumping, they spit it. And when they spit it, it's coming at you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, and that's 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 one biggest reason that I don't throw artificials. Even even if you you know that that particular bait that that plug that um, the chips got right there, if if he comes up and throws that jig head at you, yeah, you you, you, better, you better be get ducking out of the way. Yeah. Projectile. Um, what's yeah. that? What's that jig head weight? Yeah, Chip? Well, this is an ounce and a quarter right here. Yeah, ounce and a quarter. And this one's just about an ounce right here. Okay, that's in. But with that being said, if, big. if he's jumping and you're bowing to the king, right? But that doesn't happen right. with clients. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we lost yeah. one yesterday. Yes, that they, way they want to um, pull back. They hey, want to pull by back. By the way, just real quick, because um, <clears throat> if you don't mind, pull one of those jig heads out that has the little corkscrew thing. Yeah, I just I put it in this bait. So. I, <clears throat> I wanted to take a picture because when we were down at the iCast, there's always this new product showcase 
which uh, which is pretty cool. And they have different categories. You know, it's clothing and rods and electronics and baits and all these different things. And in the new product showcase, they had these inshore jig heads that had the exact same kind of system of these big giant jig heads that Chip is using it's the for the tarp. Company, I do believe no live bait needed. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, no live bait needed. <clears throat> and behind the jig head, but money needed. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, no joke, <laughs> no and joke. I, and I don't know what the price point is for the inshore ones, but imagine Same. a a regular quarter ounce jig head, and on the back of the jig head, as you're headed down the shank towards you know the point of your hook. Yep. It has a corkscrew stiff wire. So when you put on your artificial bait, you twist it on. So it actually yeah, you have tightens to fold down the to the jig head. Inside the, the hook and, and spin it. You can't just push it up on yeah, it. Yeah, it literally, and people will probably maybe understand this because there are a lot of uh, freshwater bass fishermen that use these worm hooks that have this little corkscrew mm-hmm. metal thing off of the eyelet. And mm-hmm. so the they screw that on to the corkscrew thing and then put the point of the hook the on, the ba- for, on the back of the worm for bass fishing. And so the upper end of the hook is not right. through the worm at all. It, that corkscrew thing is, well, these new jig heads, they have the corkscrew thing embedded in the jig head, and so you screw it on. Now, I don't know if that's going to help or – uh, or not when it comes to making some of your artificial gulp baits or plastic baits or whatever last longer. I don't know. I mean, that's going to be a, something interesting to see with this new released inshore jig head that has that corkscrew thing on the back of the jig head. They've been around for a while, um, and you have to order directly from the company, from what I understand. I've never, I've never seen the the inshore jig head version mm-hmm. of what you've yeah. got until. The iCast. That was and pretty cool. Same company, but I just I love the hooks for tarpon. You know, we were talking the other night on the Thursday show. The DOA has a bait buster, one of the best, absolute finest lures for tarpon there is. I wanted to go by their booth because I walked right past it. But we again, we were on the way to right. another, and I was like, I'm going to go back and check out the DOA because I want to see what you were talking about. But they have had a horrible. I, I shouldn't say this. They had a hook that would bend out all the time. And the most frustrating thing you throw an artificial is to hook a big fish, fight it, fight it, fight it, and then the hook bends out at the very end yeah. and you lose it. Well, they came out with a teardrop that fits up inside it. You can replace the soft plastics on it, and it's got a much better hook. Interesting. And with tarpon, you always got to sharpen them, too. I mean, I have a, a little stone. And oh, that's, that's good, easy. All right, got to take a break. Stuff. Chris has given me the eyeball. Mm-hmm. And, uh, folks, uh, don't forget that uh, if you're – Wanting to go to a little getaway that's not that far away, Steenhatchee River Club, and right now they're catching monster shrimp. Crazy monster they're, shrimp. I mean, crazy yeah. monster, monster shrimp. Over yeah. Especially down more down towards Horseshoe, but you can stay at Steenhatchee River Club and mosey on down towards Horseshoe and then get some scallops and have a great time at Steenhatchee River Club. 352-498-3222 is the number. And you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. If you go to any other Chevrolet dealership, you're flirting with disaster. <laughs> God, wow. Man. That's 
you like that? Oh, wow. The only place to go you are so professional. is Nimnik Chevrolet. Wow. <laughs> you know, and here's why. Okay, you, you, you heard my commercial a little while ago that uh, <laughs> was talking about them being the Chevrolet dealer of the year four times running. Mm-hmm. Let me update that. Okay. Oh. oh, wait, there's more. There's more. Out of over 3,000 Chevrolet dealers, only 30 dealers qualify for this prestigious award. Okay. Nimic Chevrolet has just received their fifth dealer of the year. Wow. 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 And that's five in the last six years. So if you go to any other Chevrolet dealership, you're only flirting with disaster. Wow. <laughs> oh, he doubled down. Man. That's like goat yeah. level stuff. That's impressive. Man. <laughs> I'm talking Nimnik, not your terrible pun. No, that is crazy, right? Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's really That's good. what I call dominance. It's like legit good. Yeah. That is that is dominance. I learned my lesson, but I'm not going to go there. I'm uh, not you, going to Nimnik. You know, Nimnik. Chip learned his lesson. The next time, he's going to Nimnik Chevrolet. Yeah, yeah it, Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> so so the 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 interesting thing and, and uh, well, just just real quick, um, and Jeff, I, I believe you fished in there. I've never fished in there. We're, I'm talking about Mill Cove. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it you know, a lot of people don't realize the the history um, of, of of Mill Cove. I mean that that used to be the tarpon spot. Mm-hmm. I mean, like in in the 30s and the 40s. I mean that this is where Hemingway came and and Fluger. I mean, it was this was, and obviously it's completely changed now. You know, With um, Blunt Island and all. Yeah, that. exactly, yeah. exactly. But but the history of it's pretty cool. It's still really good. Yeah, on an incoming tide, um, fishing the bridge, and the the reason I got into tarpon fishing started with throwing a topwater plug. I hooked a ladyfish up at the bridge, and it got eaten. Ooh, and the fish stayed on for a while, and then I was just sucked into it it was uh-huh. like that's all i cared about right and we would throw big topwater plugs up except you never wanted to try to get it out of the fish's mouth once you got him up to the yeah. boat yeah it's, so it's kind of but it's still it, it, really it, good in there it just got to fish that incoming tide and find yeah, them um, I, and I'm, I'm sure i'm just like you guys whenever you go over dave's point bridge you just look out there and you're like man that just looks so damn fishy yeah. but you you don't you don't see very many boats you know, I mean, is it, is it really shallow once you get up some in there? Some areas that are shallow, you've got to know your way around, right. but there's some good grooves that you can run. And uh, there's certain guides that fish that place all the time. Okay. And there's monster trout Monster trout. I mean, monster I, trout. I, I, I just remember all of the, uh, what we used to call, you know, triple fish tournaments, mm-hmm. reds, trout, flounder. Um, those guys killed us, killed us. I mean, they would catch those trout, and then they would catch those trout, Jeff, around Ortega, that, and they're just fat. You know yeah. I mean? They're oh, just yeah. they're, they're huge. You know, we yeah. would catch a 26-inch trout, and it would be three and a half, four pounds. They catch a 26-inch trout, and it would be eight. Yeah. I mean, I just I, – and, and I always talk to all those guys that uh, that fish those tournaments, and they, they fished Milk Cove. I mean, that's that's where they – would go in the mornings and throw topwater plugs and catch big trout. I think one of the things that scares a lot of people away from Mill Cove with a boat is the unknown water depth because there's yeah. that's a lot of shallow water. It is in Mill Cove, you know, and uh, maybe a great place to access it via kayak. 
you know, because you're, you're sure. not as concerned about the water depth, you yeah, know. Well, you can still get stuck in the kayak. Oh, you can, too. yeah. If you got a pedal <laughs> yeah. drive, you know, yeah. something that's underneath. <laughs> well, how uh, much, I'm just curious, did, 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 how much do you draw with the pedal drive? Uh, I probably need about a a foot. That's that's quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would say a foot. All right. You know, and uh, now <clears throat> the Hobies have a flipper system. And the flipper system goes in a little bit shallower water. Mm -hmm. And so that's a little bit less. And then also when the flippers hit, they fold up. Uh, I do know that, too, that like Dylan's, the Old Town Autopilot, it has a much shallower draw than the pedal drive in my big water. Okay. Dylan will be toting along in his Minn Kota Autopilot, and I'll be having to flip my drive up and then paddle when it gets, okay. when it gets shallow. Yeah, that's, that, that, that makes sense. But you know that's the great thing about about the kayak is look if it is shallow, you flip the up. pedal drive yeah, up right. and then you paddle. paddle. Right. You know, okay. Oh no, I got to paddle for a little bit. I, I used to love to pole mine. Oh no, because I had the, <laughs> I had the seat on that pro angler that you sit up high, mm -hmm. and I had a push pole, and I would just stand up and pole and fly fish out of it. Yeah, and that was one of my favorite things to do. That's uh, standing up in a kayak for me. You get in, you get in that pro angle, you stand up. No yeah, problem. but that's like a boat, I guess. I mean, that's, yeah. you're probably right because it's such a much wider. You really have to like my kayak, put it in the back of a truck. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And tote it. Okay. That pro angler. It's 140 plus. You ain't. Pounds. You're not doing that. Yeah. You're so not putting that, it in is, the back. Is of that a trailer? You'd have to have a trailer for okay. the pro angler. Well, you know, I think. Have you seen the kayak? That, the, there's a. A uh, receiver hitch that has a an area a, that's extended out to where you can slide it on and slide. It it's back called a bed extender. Bed extender. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that bed extender works great for that. You know. Yeah, but Chip, that's a lot of. That, I mean, you're lifting 150 pounds up into the back of a truck. You're the football player. Yeah. Here's Strong. the thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's called uh, X. Football yes, player, right? X is correct. No, I get it. I get it. I'm okay. Like 13 surgeries later, yeah. Chip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That big water. Okay. That's that's a pretty hefty thing i mean it's right. it's a little bit harder to tote like tara's 120 salty old town i mean no you know no problem yeah you know when you're talking about 75 pounds ish for a kayak when you remove the pedal drive that's not bad yeah you know like the hobie Lynx is 47 pounds naked uh, most of your other kayaks are in the ballpark of uh 75 to 100 pounds naked and there's some of them that are that exceed that hundred pounds. Now you start getting up into the. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not something that can be easy to manage in and out of a truck. But for some people by themselves, I get it. The good thing about a lot of these kayaks now, in, in, including the Hobie, Hobie actually specifically makes a wheel system that plugs into the scupper holes because the scupper holes on the Hobie at a certain location are reinforced yeah. for strength. So it's uh, literally two wheels, wow. and then it stick up into the bottom of the Hobie, okay, and then that you can make sure they stay in there so that when you take it off of the T-bone mm -hmm. or the bed extender, T-bone yeah. is a brand, I have, a, I have the T-bone. If you take it off, as you take it off of the bed extender, you set it down on the wheels and then it's no problem to tote it. And then once you get to where the water is, you turn it on its side, pull the wheels off, and then put them back on the top so you can actually keep the wheel system with the, with the Hobie the entire time. So there's ways to make it easier True. with those, that wheel system and some of the kayaks. Hobie actually integrates that into their 
system, and then Old Town and such, you can just buy aftermarket mm-hmm. wheel systems. Hobie for their wheel system, oh, yeah. it costs you a little bit more because it's yeah. the Hobie brand. Yeah, right. You know. Anyway, let's take a break. Let's we do- come back. We're going to do a Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Now it's time for your Ring Power Tip of the Week. And, Welcome uh, indeed. And this is- uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, I, I believe that uh, float plan, correct? The what? Float plan? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because because this is from Captain Kirk. No, we're professionals here, right? <laughs> and and, and um, it, it was so funny because yesterday and, and listen, we've had a lot of uh, texts this morning. We've had a lot of um, personal messages um, asking us where Captain Kirk is. He's still not feeling well. He seems to to be doing fine. But he just asked if he could uh, um, not come in today, so uh, it took two people to take his place. So anyway, um, he's 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 doing fine. Did you did you find our float plan? Joe? I did. Okay, I got, I got it here. Okay, and maybe I'll find it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, I can. First of all, let me let me say this: the mm-hmm. uh, the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week, Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store, mm-hmm. the youngest fleet in the industry, which is the most dependable fleet. And so when you utilize Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store, your job site and business remains uninterrupted, which is the most important thing. Now, the Ring Power tip is this, is that when you are going out, you have to file what we call a float plan. And it is important to do this not just when we're talking about going offshore. And we're bringing this up because... That's a good point. And and bringing this up for a couple reasons here, because... When you do go offshore, it's always great to have a buddy boat. But sometimes you do go and you don't have a buddy boat. And if you don't, you better let somebody know what your plan is. Mm-hmm. Where you plan on going, what time you plan on coming back, so that if something were to go amiss, people know where to begin to look. Okay? For I'm, offshore. Well, I'm going to be very honest with you. I am notorious for going the opposite direction everybody else. and But I will let somebody know where I'm going. Whether it be Captain Scott Shank, um, my wife, I mean, I'll, I'm going to let somebody know. At least give them the general direction. You know what I mean? Okay, you know, I, I'm I'm going northeast today, ten miles. Yeah. You know, so let somebody know where you're going, and uh, you know, it just just don't be all private guy. You know, I mean, you could go northeast and 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 get get away by yourself, whatever you want to do. This this but, also applies but, to a kayak. And, yeah, um, when and you become ring, part of the Upside Down Club, yeah. And, and that's the exact reason why I say yeah. that is that when I went to this particular place, and it's going to remain top secret because Chip <laughs> gave me the location. Okay. Okay, where I became a member of the Upside Down Club. <laughs> <clears throat> and that, uh, for example, if something happened to me, okay, and I become a member of the Upside Down Club, and then I become a member of the, oh, no, I'm in – I'm in trouble, club. Right. Somebody needs to know where to look, mm-hmm. especially a remote area. In a remote area, yep. yeah, and which is where kind of where I was at. So, uh, I say this about, and we say this about filing a float plan, that it applies to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go and fish the intercoastal in a boat, 
let somebody know where you're going. Can I throw one more in there? Yeah. And this is kind of different, but the same. When you go into a deer stand, exactly you, what you I was need, thinking. Yeah, yep. you, you yeah. need to let somebody know. Somebody needs to know what deer stand you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, it applies the same way. When I, whenever I leave the double wide, I mean, I'm, t- you know, I'm letting Carrie know I'm going to the south stand or what. Everybody's got names of stands, but let somebody know where you're at and where they can look for you if something happens to you. Yeah, especially yeah, in a hunting club. I, yeah. you know, when I was in Alabama, I'd go by myself a lot. Yep, and I'd, I'd make sure to let Heather know. And she had a map of the club too. That's she right. I knew where was you know when I told her I was going to be in the funnel field. Right. Uh-huh. You kind of somebody needs to know about that. You know. Sure. Yeah. So they know where to begin to look. Exactly. And uh, and with a hunt club or private land, somebody's got to know that knows kind of the terrain a little bit. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, for example, uh, Kevin, when you're up there hunting, and you know you're going to let Carrie know because Carrie knows where they where things are at. Yep. You might let Roger know yep. hey, where Roger knows where things are at, yep. you know. And Dave, if you're hunting in Alabama, you're going to let somebody like Heather. She's got the map, et cetera. I mean, that's that's just it's, it's just, just smart. Com- it's just common sense. Hey, just my lock on broke last year. Yeah, yeah that's right. You got hung yeah. and yeah. you were on the phone. I mean, we got that story on the air. We're like, holy cow, man, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's, you just that is go, crazy. You just and, and your buddies know. were laughing at you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and, but and, they knew where I was. Right, exactly. <laughs> Right. And they knew where I was hanging. Right. And here's something that I, I mean, I hate to think about this, but let's say, for example, when I became a member of the Upside Down Club, let's say that I hit my head and, or, you know, somehow fallen out of the right. kayak, I hurt myself. And now I can't, I can't get back into the kayak somehow. Let's say that also I can't get back into the kayak and my phone got tossed into the water as well. Right. What do you do? Exactly. You know, so, I mean, that that's why you have to you, file float plans. Right. Is so that somebody can, when you need help and you're incapacitated and can't get it, somebody else knows where maybe you are going to be. That's a great so, point. That's your Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. All right, let's go to the phone lines and bring up Brian this morning. Wants to talk Kingfish. Morning, Brian. What's up, fellas? Morning, buddy. How are you? What's going on, both? Uh, I am much better right now. I was uh, on hold with you guys and had to hang up so we could put a mid-20 in the boat. <laughs> for you. Uh, you fishing <laughs> the junior tournament today? Yeah, yeah. We're out here at junior tournament. We got uh, two juniors on board. We got one probably mid-20s, another one around 20, 21. That's, yeah, that'll be, that'll uh, and, be and, good. And obviously you're fishing close. We are, we are. I'm sitting here in Nassau Sound. There is pogies everywhere in here. Yeah. Uh, I can, I can, uh, can tell you, I can tell you this. This this week, Brian, and, and it made my heart feel good. It seriously did. Um, more bait on the beach than I've seen in years. Years. We haven't seen yeah. We haven't seen pogies down this way in Nassau in probably two years. Wow. I mean, it's it, it, with the wind direction and 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 it, it's it's the water temperatures cooling off. We're definitely uh, we, we've got an upwelling going on. Um, it is it, it and the the. The surf, Jeff, is just mud. Yeah. It's awful looking, but oh my God, the bait in there. It's just like it loves that kind of stuff. So it was it was really nice to see all that bait come back in there, Brian. And and, and obviously it's July. Um, you got bait on the beach. You're going to have kingfish on the beach. I mean, I, I don't know that it, it, you know, I caught uh, three yesterday, and, and it's not like wide open, but there's definitely some no. fish on the beach. Yeah, we had three yesterday as well, and um, yeah, we got two already in here, and it's it's really actually it's eighty three and a half degrees up here, and there is I know I 
listen to you guys talking about tarpon earlier. I'm sitting here watching them bust on a bait pod right now. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, it's pretty. It's actually really pretty. I mean, the water looks good. That's good. You got two fish. Uh, finger bullet caught a nice fish yesterday. He got a, he got a real good one. Yeah. He real, yeah. He came I'm, in I'm, I'm, third, I'm third happy place. Yeah. That was awesome. You got in third happy. place. Yeah. All right, who won? Yeah. Who won yep. the tournament again? Uh, Sugar. Uh, the same guys that won. Um, same Sugar. guy that won Ancient City. Yeah, same guys that won Ancient City. Sugar. Sugar. Yep. Okay, yep. congratulations to them. And uh, uh, Brian, a, a cool thing. Uh, first of all, congratulations to the winners. Um, but like last weekend, uh, I'm sure you guys all watched the conclusion of the British Open. Congratulations to Cam to, Smith, to Cam Smith yep. for winning that tournament. And he's kind of a local guy now, yep. I guess. He lives in our area. Congratulations to him, and then uh, I guess he fished the tournament. He did, and, and from what I understand, yeah. he, had, he had a pair of thirties. Yeah, a couple thirty-pound yeah. fish. <laughs> so cool yeah. deal. You go oh, win yeah. the British Open, and then you fly back. And you're like, I'm going to fish Kingfish tournament. Yeah, yeah. good for hey, him. Kevin, you talk about a horseshoe. He's got a horseshoe. He, right he now. did. He did, he's got the horseshoe. Uh, uh, he's yeah. good. Yeah, he's good. Oh, his it's, his golf game is. Yeah, yeah. he's really good. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. Yeah, that's that's all cool stuff. I know that uh, a lot of my buddies have had. Uh, Pictures with the Claret Jug this week, and I'm jealous. And uh, I, I am going nice. to have me a beer out of the Claret Jug Good deal. at some point in time. Very uh, nice. Yes, yes, it's it's going to happen. That, that's uh, that's history right there, man. Uh, can you imagine Absolutely. having a beer out of the Stanley Cup? Oh, it'd be awesome. Exactly, same thing. Yeah, yeah. I could drink anything out of the Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That's right. Hey, by the way, I think actually a beer out of anything would be pretty yeah, cool. Good, well, yeah. I, well, the reason I said anything would be pretty cool because I think tomorrow is National Tequila Day. Oh, so is oh. it really? Yeah. Oh boy. So, so if oh. if you get a oh. give me an excuse, uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was Cinco de Mayo. I actually believe I'll pass on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'll create my own, I guess. Maybe National Rum Day or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, man, that's a a big fish. I I saw pictures of that fish on ice, and it looked giant. Um, It it, it didn't have any girth. And we don't don't have – we went to the guy that might be uh, dialed in and connected more than anybody, Mr. Paul Dozier, and he doesn't have any idea where that fish might have come from. No. So, Brian, do you have any idea? I don't. I don't. I, I, good, I, good for he them. Was east. I know, I know he was east, but I don't know where. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's all I know. Isn't it, isn't it funny, Brian, in these tournaments, when those guys find that right piece of bottom at the right time, and those fish are hanging there. They 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 can they can they can go back and catch those fish. I mean, what what, what was it, Brian? Years ago, um, Lon. Uh-huh. It, you know, I mean, he won four tournaments in a row. Lon, Lon Brian, Brian, yep. okay, yeah. Lon Brian, yeah. And and he got in a groove on those fish and and bought blue runners and went out there and caught forty pounders every tournament, every single tournament. Yep. And, yep. and Kevin, another one. I mean, this year is the guy that won. I believe the guy that won the old school also won the junior angler in the ancient city with another pig. Okay, interesting. Yep, yep, yep. very interesting. Yep. Hey, when you're hot, you're hot. Exactly. We, 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 some days you're the bug, some days you're the windshield. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, y'all have fun. Ocean, right, is, is the ocean pretty? Ocean's beautiful. That's yeah, a- there's not a lick of wind. There's a little. Southeast swell, probably about a foot and a half, two foot. But that's no, that's perfect for a junior day. Yeah, man. Y'all have fun. 
Yep, yep. All right, guys, thanks. See Thank you. you. All right, uh, we're like way overdue for tides and a weather. Imagine that. Oh, uh, we like you get a couple guys in here. You yeah. know, we get well, busy. Well, we started talking soap. Yeah, we yeah. started talking soap right out of the <laughs> yeah. gate. So yeah. let's do a, a tides report brought to you by Angie Subs, and I set a personal record this week. A personal record. I did. Four times. Three times. Three times. Three times. Three right. times in one week I have been to Angie Subs. Okay. And I it, need to up his sponsorship. Man. I know. <laughs> and it started right? it started on Monday, which was my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, thank you to all the uh, folks that sent in birthday wishes on our Facebook and Instagram page. Thank you very much. I hit double nickels. I am Tom McManus now, 55. <laughs> and uh, so I said, and Tara said, hey, look, you get a free sub on your birthday at Angie Subs. So we went to Angie Subs, and I got a free sub, and I did have a turkey sub. No, you did not. <laughs> I had my wife special? kicked me out, yeah. which has turkey and the chicken thigh, the smoked okay. chicken thigh, mm-hmm. and it was outstanding. And then I'll come back for my cast, and then Taylor wants to go. So then <laughs> I get a Peruvian. <laughs> and then I got a Dr. Bangs yesterday. So I have hit the full gamut. <laughs> Angie subs three times. I only had one and a half order of fries, though. I had to back off the fries a little bit. <laughs> That's your. Yeah, you're getting chunky there. Now, dude, yeah. now for the tides today at uh, Mayport at the Bar Pilot Dock. Eleven eleven a.m. is your low tide. That's a point two one. Six oh three p.m. is a four point five five high tide, and then tomorrow early in the morning is a high tide, and that's at six seventeen a.m. That's a three point six seven. So not a very high tide today and no. tomorrow. And that's your tide support brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. And yes, I have been personally supporting them at a very high level. Yeah, so you can charge Ed more. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, Ed fished we, the. We, uh, we just need to make fish. some of our money back. Yeah, exactly. He he fished the uh, Kingfish tournament yesterday. I think he had two in the twenties. Uh, yes. You know, so yeah. not a bad day. Yeah, no, 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 no. He had. I, I'm, I, he obviously fished somewhere down around me because he had called me and asked me about bait um also we need to do a weather update and uh, it's always brought to you by the bearded pig did you go by there three times this week too i went there once oh yeah <laughs> i went there once this week <laughs> okay and i uh, had to have my frito pie uh, today south winds 5 to 10 becoming southeast 10 to 15 in the afternoon typical uh tonight south winds 10 to 15 2 to 3 it, it, it's just the same thing south winds tomorrow 10 to 15 uh to mm. Two to three feet Sunday south winds, uh, Sunday night south winds five to ten. Monday southeast winds five to ten, two to three. Monday night southeast, Tuesday southeast, Wednesday southeast. So, um, and just a little reminder, real quick, right. t- a tip here for, and not so much from from the weather standpoint, but from the bearded pig standpoint. One of the best cuts of meat that they have, we all know, is the brisket, mm-hmm. and Ed Malin is a witness to that. He, he we talked about it last weekend here on the show. But on the weekend, they do occasionally do beef ribs. And so if you're there on the weekend, okay, get it while supplies last kind of a deal because I don't think there's a better cut of meat on the planet than beef ribs. I mean, right there at the top, okay, the Mount Rushmore of beef is beef ribs, ribeye cap, and filet mignon. I got a three-tiered, you know – Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Of I knew it was coming. Yep. All right. Let's take a break. 641 1010. If you want to give us a call right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. 
Now, welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. And, and uh, if you need some cheap gas and cold beer. Mm. <laughs> Who doesn't? When we say cheap gas, we mean inexpensive gas. Inexpensive gas. gas. <laughs> yes. Not I cheap was, gas was, like your car was, is going to break down on I was, I was looking it. at uh, the Circle K price right at the end of the road here. That store's always got the, le- the, the, the most inexpensive gas in the city. It's like three sixty seven. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I saw yeah, three. I, I saw three forty something in Georgia yesterday. Yeah. 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 So I, I get excited now, and isn't that crazy? We're getting excited now. No, it's, about it's cheaper fuel price. That's I refuse to be happy. I refuse to. You know, if uh, if you lived in Chip and I's world, though, you you yeah, I'm sorry, but you have to be a. a, a it's a little better. I get it, positive you know, thinking, but right. I refuse to be happy. No, I, yeah, because End of it, quote, it, it, it's, repeat the line. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm paying six sixty five a gallon. Ouch. Marina. Yeah, that's that, that. you need to go to Circle K down in the road. You need to buy some five gallon drum uh, cans and and. Uh, Can you imagine? I, I saw. I, I can't remember where I saw it at. We're gonna get the phone lines here in just a minute. But I saw somebody posted online, and 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 I don't know, maybe it was like a viral post. Anyway, guy was filling up his boat which took diesel mm-hmm. and chip used to run you know like a big boat which uh uh viking right yeah. used to run a viking how many gallons did a viking hold anywhere from 14 to 2000 okay and so typically when you are on the water when you buy diesel fuel on the water it's more expensive mm-hmm. so how many how many gallons again um anywhere from you know Fourteen hundred to two thousand. Okay, on the let's say boats. you got a boat and it's carrying two thousand gallons. So two thousand times what? What do you think? Seven fifty a yeah, gallon? Yeah, up to nine in the Bahamas. Yeah. yeah. Okay, seven fifty. Uh, Eighteen grand. Seven point five <laughs> equals that's fifteen thousand dollars to fill up a two thousand dollar tank. Burning one hundred forty three gallons an hour at cruise. Oof! How many? One hundred forty three gallons an hour at cruise. Mm. One hundred and forty three gallons an hour. So one hundred and forty three times seven fifty, which we're very low on that. By yeah. The way. Yeah. Okay. So an hour, you're over a thousand dollars. I might be catching mangrove snapper at the dock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the guys who own them, you don't think that that's going to affect? Yeah, they, they, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you say that. But after a while, I don't care. It adds up. It, 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 yeah, I mean, you know, for for us, we're you know, um, we're we're having to put fuel in our boats every day, and and uh, you know, you get that that fuel bill at the end of the month. Yeah, and, and it's like my damn. fuel bill. My fuel bill lately has been bottled water, Gatorade, sandwich, <laughs> chips. And the cooler on my kayak. There you go. Because the promoter is my legs, baby. <laughs> I've, I've started looking at what I burn per charter. Like, I'm like, yeah. all right, if I'm going to go tarpon fish up there, right. it's going to be 15 gallons. Yeah. If I'm going to go over here, it's going to be 10. Or if I run over here and go for the small ones, it's going to be three and a half. You know, but it it's, doesn't matter really. You just well, it does matter, though. You know, I mean, it, it because. I mean, there's there's plenty of days that you know. To be honest with you, I, I know that I can catch fish on the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to catch ten, but I'm going to catch three or four. I'm going to mm-hmm. have a great four hour trip. You know, and and, and, and it, you know, and save ten gallons. And, and and you do that over a period of time. You oh, know, yeah. o- over a month. That's 
that's that's a that's a big difference, you know. Well, I look at where the, we used to just strike out. Yeah, you know. Now you that's have to true. Think about I don't do that anymore. No, no. For the two fifty instead of the one fifty. Now I'm like, ooh, and I'm always watching my fuel burn. Oh yeah, you're all adjusting. Absolutely, the yeah. I'm trying to get to that three point three. That's that's my that's <laughs> the challenge. The challenge. Yeah. Can I get better fuel economy? Same thing in your truck. Yes. Yeah. You got it dialed into that fuel economy thing, and you're like, okay, my last fifty miles. What am I averaging? Can I be- get better? Sure. I'm doing a little more drafting in my tra- in my travels. <laughs> I have been. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phone lines. Papa G wants to wants to chime in this morning. Morning, Papa G. Good morning, guys. How we doing? Good, man. Man, I got to tell you, there's no better way to start my weekend than listen to the outdoor show, man. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Hey, hey, Jeff, I got a question for you. Yep. You know the difference between men and boys is the price of their toys. Uh, your kayak, sir, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a week or two. Are you going to have a live well and some outriggers on that thing? Um, I already have outriggers. Uh, there's some, <laughs> some built in. And then uh, now as far as like like not a downrigger, but I have outriggers. That, that's I've got them. Now, uh-huh. a live well is something that I have been researching. Like, mm-hmm. like Hobie has a Hobie live well system. Now, Old Town, you can actually use the scuppers. There's two in the back, and you can use the scupper system to have a live well, but they don't have like a pre-made live well system. And, of course, Hobie charges a premium because it's their mm-hmm. system. So it's I, their, have, their brand, I, have, yeah. I have looked into it, though, by the way. Very cool, man. Very cool. Hey, I've got a question about a fish called a croaker. But before I do that, i got to tell you, old Joe was out there with his wife walking down the road, and she fell and broke her hip. Well, he called nine one one. The guy said, well, "Where are you at? Where you? Where, what street are you on?" He says, "I'm over here on Poinsettia Street." Nine one one gentleman says, "Well, can you spell that?" He goes, "Sure, it's a P P O P O N P P O I P." Oh hell, I'll just drag her over to Oak Street and you can pick her up there. But, <laughs> but, but listen, when you launch over there at the Duck Pond, uh, the old San, San Juan Avenue over there on the west side, and you head south, you can take a left and head towards the Acosta and Main Street Bridge. If you anchor in there. There's a fish in there called a croaker. And I guess when you catch this thing, when you pull him up, he does his whatever it is. But number one, are, are they good eating fish? And, and is it really called a croaker? And uh, I'm going to hang up and listen to y'all. Uh, yes and yes. They are very good to eat. It, it, you know, they're, you have to catch a decent sized one, you yeah. know, half a pound or so, you know, mm-hmm. to, 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 to get some meat on it. But they're kind of chunky anyway. And absolutely, that's what they're called. They're called a croaker. Very I mean, yeah, half, I mean a, half a pounder, you must be a fillet snob. That's true. That is true. There, uh, yes, yeah. I, I am a you fillet scale snob. scale them, yep. cut their heads off. Well, okay. Ooh, the uh, scale them, gun them, take their heads you're off, right. and fry them whole. Yep. Yeah, they're awesome. Yep, they are awesome. All right, let's go talk to Chris this morning. Morning, Chris. Good morning, fellas. Morning, buddy. How are you? Doing all right. Jeff, if uh, if we could talk you again to get an electric car, you'd probably be on jo- one of Joe Biden's committees. <laughs> shot fired (laughs) you gotta sell sell that dirty mice and get you get you an electric car and you'll be you'll be golden in the in the democrat uh party oh goodness Uh, you got me blushing bro i love it i love it oh that's good oh chris i made myself a promise that i wasn't gonna Bring up the health issues, and so I decided that I would not wade into the muck today. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, the health issues. 
Oh, you're doing you're doing you're you're doing all that for your health. That's a good thing. No, I'm not talking about my health issues. Right. I'm talking about. Oh, you talking about my health is messing with you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yep. oh goodness. Yeah, yeah. I know what yeah, you're boy. talking about, but anyway, Jeff. Yeah. So, hey, by the way, uh, Chris, just to let you know, because we haven't heard from Top Gun, and I was hoping that we would, because I have a joke for Top Gun. Oh, oh yeah. No dear. way. I do. Oh dear. I do. Uh, and I think it I think it's pretty good. I might not tell it as good uh-huh. as uh, Top put, Gun. Put but if he calls on. in or if he doesn't, I'm gonna read this gun this joke for Top Gun in the next segment. Okay. Oh boy, how about that, Chris? <laughs> Log him and tell him a joke. That's that's pressure. <laughs> because somebody sent me this joke and when I saw it, I said to myself, Self? That's a top gun joke. Okay. Because <laughs> right. okay, it's a blonde joke. That's a blonde joke. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep, that's a Top Gun joke. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you capture yesterday? Uh, we we did some scouting on Wednesday and uh, went back offshore. Um, all we had was two small ones. Came back to the beach there around the white tops, caught a giant hammerhead, and then uh, went to the chum hole and uh, ended up with two fish there at the chum hole. Boy, there was a... Have you ever done that, Kevin, here in the last... Five or six years? No. The, the chum hole? No. Oh God. No. You need you need a quaalude and a fifth of jack. <laughs> 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 is is it that crazy? Oh Lord. Oh Lord. You'll be trolling along, there'll be a boat over here twenty five feet to your right. He wants to talk to you and ask you all quite kinds of questions. The boat on the left is pint trying to pinch you off to go around the red can and it's all day. No, thank you. I, I wouldn't even. Yeah, I've got four. I wouldn't even do I've it. I've got four hairs left in my head. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, that, that's because I didn't have a quaalude or any Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother, be good. Uh, All right, fellas. <laughs> See you. All right, let's take a break. Stand by. Uh, and, uh, and uh, we come back. Uh, I got a joke. Okay, I, Top Gun. I, I can't wait. I hope Top Gun is. I, listening. I hope I don't give it the. Eh. Eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> the log of it. Eh. All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll just but have to wait I am going to practice during the commercial break. <laughs> you are? Eh. You're practicing? Eh. Eh. All right, hey, folks, okay. uh, if you got any HVAC issues, thick pen, heating, and cooling, only, only place to call, 904-448-1962, and you're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Hey, uh, just a reminder again, uh, November 5th, we're going to have kind of a holiday. Welcome to the holidays. Because, you know, we got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. We're going to be at Hagen Coast Slapfitters at their new location, which is going to be inside the Hagen Ace out there in Glen St. Mary. And uh, registration will open up soon. But just to let everybody know, there's going to be four kayak giveaways free. And you have to be there to win it. So you'll be able to online, and I'll let everybody know when that started and when it opens up, but uh, going to have a thousand goodie bags, one thousand goodie bags with good. all kinds of free swag for the first thousand people. Vendors will be set up having special deals and everything. So uh, Huck or Hook, H U K mm-hmm. Hook, everybody in them swag bags is going to get a Hook shirt and all kinds of other goodies inside that bucket. So. Uh, 
be fun. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, let's go to the phone lines and uh, talk to Chuck this morning. He's got a Kingfish tournament question. Good morning, Chuck. Hey, good morning, guys. Always love the show. And um, it was kind of a ruse. You guys were talking about uh, blonde jokes. So there was a blonde who had two chances to get pregnant, and she blew both of them out. <laughs> anyway, let's see. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Let's hear your blonde joke. Oh, eh. Eh. All right. Uh, here's my okay. Top Gun joke. I saw this and I thought of Top Gun, okay? Mm-hmm. Plane is on its way from Toronto, okay, or on its way to Toronto when a blonde in the economy class, she gets up while the plane's in flight and moves up to the first class section. She sits down and the flight attendant's like, what is she doing? You know, she doesn't belong up here. She goes over there and asks her to see her ticket. And she tells the blonde, look, uh, you paid for economy class. You got, you got to sit in the back. Well, the blonde says, I'm blonde, I'm beautiful, I'm going to Toronto, and I'm staying right here. Well, the flight attendant goes into the cockpit and tells the pilot and the co-pilot that there's a problem and tells them exactly what's going on. And the co-pilot goes back to the blonde and tries to explain, hey, look, you know, you only paid for economy, you know, so you have to leave and return to your seat. And the blonde replies, I'm blonde, I'm beautiful. I'm going to Toronto, and I'm staying right here. So the co-pilot was a little flabbergasted. So he goes back into the cockpit and tells the pilot exactly what's going on. The pilot says, you know, uh, let me go back there because I speak blonde. Everybody was like, well, what do you mean I speak blonde? Well, the pilot says, I'll handle it. Because So he goes back to the blonde, and he whispers in her ear, and she says, oh, I'm sorry. And she blonde gets up and goes back to her seat in the economy class. Pilot goes back up to the cockpit and co-pilot and the stewardess says, yeah, like, Wait, what's going on? <laughs> what did you say to her? You said you speak blonde. He said, Well, I told her first class isn't going to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I said, Top gun joke. <laughs> okay. That's all right. That's, that's all a good one. That's yep. all right. Yep, yep. That's that's that that's good. We'll, anyway. We'll we'll we'll, we'll handle that. Yeah. My top gun joke of the day. All right, so I have, I do have a deer question. Um, I always think about deer questions um, when when you're coming in. I, I, it's it's always interesting to me. Uh, antler growth. I've showed you pictures of of a buck that that, that I've gotten in the, in the in the last two two or three days. Got a little drop tine. Um, how, where are we at in antler growth right now? Do are we are we peaking? Do we have a really good two, three weeks left? Uh, where where are we at? Yeah, and that depends on where you're at. Again, I, like, I know like it does. Fawning, but yeah. here, here I'm, in I'm, Northeast I'm talking, Florida. I'm talking about Jeff and I's place. Okay? Well, yeah. well, well, first of all, let's <laughs> yeah. talk about this area yeah. because yeah. this area is very different. Oh, it is very different. Yeah, yeah. Than yeah. most. Yeah. They start growing antlers quicker because our rut's quicker, yeah. et cetera. So they're pretty well – I mean, I don't want to say they're done, but they're – here, you, can, you here, yeah, yeah. here. They're all but, they're about done. Yeah, but, I mean, you can well, be, they go into rut in August. You can be running running cameras right now and know what he's going to look like. Right. I mean, kickers and stickers and right. all that stuff. Um, I was just up, kind of in your neck of the woods, along the Flint River, Dooley County, Macon area, uh-huh. looking at looking at bucks in fields, but also looking at trail camera f- stuff, and you can see kickers, and you can see, you know, they're they're still growing, but they're slow. They're going to slow about down. A here mo- they got quick. about a Three weeks, right? Right, three weeks left of growth, maybe. Yeah. Now down, now down south in Okeechobee area. Right. They're getting ready to start, start chase, chasing start here chasing. in two weeks. Yeah. Well, they chase here too. Uh, I know that yeah. um, 
around Hastings, that particular area, they they start rutting yep. in August. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. So it's, it so is crazy. so when when is the maximum growth for for and I'm I'm talking Georgia. You know, obviously, uh, you know, when we're talking Florida, it's different. But when is the and it, yeah. this is a great question because there is a they drop their horns typically in about February March. Right. Yep. Okay. Right. And then now all of a sudden they start this new growth period. Is there a a, a period of time in this growth cycle of new antler that's more critical than any other, or is it all important? I, I think it's all important, but right. you know certainly during that um, when they start actually pushing out their G ones, G twos. You know when you've seen that main beam starting yep. and they're starting to get brow tines. That's when they're experiencing that. One plus inch growth a day, kind of stuff. That's amazing. Isn't it, it? Did you, did you say one, one inch? One inch a day. Yeah, like, one inch like, a day. There's a lot of uh, cancer research going into this. Yeah. To the right to the cells because of how quick it grows. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. And it, it's one of the greatest mysteries that there is, and that's why there's all kinds of uh, antler slash pills. Yeah, an antler yeah. Oh, kind yeah. of uh, yeah. Well, there's enhancement enhancement <laughs> things yeah. that are out there because it's I, well, it's believed that, that there's medicinal value. I, I believe that uh, VJ Singh got suspended on the PJ Tour or it got in trouble for taking deer antler. Uh, you know, hey, we're talking about so, whitetails. Yeah, right now I was thinking about elk. Think about an elk. Antler. That's that's what yeah. I was getting to say. A yeah, lot of bone, yeah. three hundred inches of bone that or gets moose. replaced every year. Yeah, yeah. moose. You know? yeah. yeah. So um, we're starting our first camera survey start uh, August 4th, 4th in the low country of South Carolina. Okay. So uh, so you basically, you know, they're, 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 our deer are, you know, again, we showed you pictures, and they they look pretty full. They might grow a couple inches, but but, but pretty much tell for, what for they the are. Mo- for, yeah. for, for the most part, they're not going to blow up very much more. No. Okay. No, but it's a great time to get pictures. Yep. To show your buddies and brag on the deer because they're in velvet and mm-hmm. they look huge. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You'll be a little disappointed when they shed velvet. It's, yeah. it's, 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 always, it's always the way it is. Like, look you, at the mass on this and you're like, yeah. oh, he's all spindly. You, yeah. Talk yeah. Of, you talk about moose and elk antlers and all that. Uh, give you guys a, a quick little funny story. I was at the gym the other day and working out and there's a guy on the treadmill in front of me, okay, and he's got the camo backpack on his back while he's on the treadmill and he's getting to the incline up, you know, and doing that thing. Yep. And, and then he turns around and he's walking backwards, you know, he's trying to get a good workout in and he's got a shirt that had an antler on it. And I said, so elk season. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you <laughs> going? His name's David Gray. Yeah. And he said, uh, actually I got a moose tag. Yeah. <laughs> so hey. I was like, all right, that's cool, man. Right, well, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to Jody. Okay. That, that'd at, be cool. Uh, Scene Hatchie Marina. Uh, Marina, Marina from uh, the Scene Hatchie River Club. Uh, and also we'll give uh, another quick tides and weather right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. <laughs> Welcome back to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and just want to say happy birthday to my dad, Pops. Very nice. And today's his birthday, and uh, you know who else's birthday is today? Who? Mullinhead. Is it really? Yeah. Happy birthday, <laughs> You know where he's at? Where? Steenhatchy. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Well, let's uh, let's actually go to Steenhatchy right now. Let's bring up uh, Mr. Jody from Steenhatchy Marina. Good morning, Jody. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Morning, Jody. 
Good morning. Good morning. Everything good? Great. Fantastic. I'm actually fixing to go in, pull the night shift, um, and close her down. I did last night, but uh, I'm actually on my back porch looking out at the Gulf and uh, having a cup of coffee. Good, good for you, man. Hey, hey, Jody, the uh, the reports that we're getting from out of Steenhatchie on the scallops and the shrimp and the fishing, do you remember a time that could be more productive than right now of what you guys are seeing? No. I, uh, listen, I've, I've been coming over here for 25 years, and the shrimp are, you know, they're 9 and 10 inches. I've never seen anything like them anywhere close to here. Matter of fact, I... One of my good friends, local friends over here, brought me a bag to the marina the other evening. I was working the bar, and uh, it brought me five pounds of headed. And, I mean, they're just unbelievable. But huge white shrimp. I mean, they're, they're, I'm telling you, some of these things are 10 inches long. It's unbelievable. Mm. We, um, and we, they're getting them from, from Horseshoe down to Sherrod right now. I think they're slowly migrating their way south. And are they just throwing the nets on the grass flats? Yeah. 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 I had one guy told me he waded out waist-deep water. And, uh, and just and he said he had to... He did it for 30, 45 minutes until he located him, and he loaded his bucket up, and that was the end of that. That's minutes. awesome. That, that's, that's fantastic. So how's the new burrito? Uh, man, it's exceeded our expectations, to be perfectly honest. it's uh, It's been phenomenal. You know, we probably, truthfully, could have waited a month or so before we opened. Um, we've still got some things that we're working on, some kinks, if you will. But uh, we've had so much the uh, – uh, uh, the, the just the community and then yeah. you know it's been unbelievable i mean i bet uh, we opened up we did a very soft opening because we weren't really quite ready and uh, i mean we had our co don't misunderstand me but there's you know there's yeah. devices and what have you that we're still waiting on we're waiting on our taps our 30 taps um but uh but the bar's rolling um has been very very successful so far we've had great customer reviews um but you know we're going to push a new level of customer service there so um, I, I think uh, based on what we've done for the last two and a half, three weeks, um, I, I couldn't be more tickled. And That's awesome. I, like I say, we've had so much. The, the customers have been fantastic. Yeah, we've, we've so, so many of our listeners have been taking pictures and, and, and sending us to it. Because, you know, obviously uh, when, when Carrie and I were there in March and, and we went through the marina and stuff, it, it wasn't open. But we we're like, man, this place is going to be cool. And to see the, the the docks all filled with boats and the new murals on the wall and stuff, it, it looks it looks absolutely amazing. Awesome. Well, we owe you guys a lot of thanks for that. I mean, uh, you know, you guys have had a lot to do with reaching out to our customer base. And, uh, you know, we want to increase that as time progresses. Um, and we're working kinks out. I mean, I, you know, I try to tell our customers, we're gonna, we're, we'll get better every week, I promise you. Um, and we'll bring you a level of customer service that you've never had in that area. So, you know, it's been phenomenal. The scallops are, they're killing it. Um, you know, we've, we've got a great uh, team of captains coming on board. Um, and uh, so we are extremely excited. The, the fishing, uh, you know, the, the flats are a little warm right now. Yeah. But the mornings are still killing some big trout. Um, the reds are, are schooling. Uh, uh, matter of fact, a guy told me yesterday he got to school of 200 and just wore them out. Um, but uh, that's good. The for fishing right now is on fire. Um, <laughs> I can't wait, uh, Jody. Yep. Me and me and the wife are gonna get a little uh, private getaway. You know, no kids and uh, just me and her take kayaks. And I, I can't wait because I've I've been online and I've looked at your cabins that you have for rent. Yep, and sir. and man, those things are it's, looking it's, nice. It's fun. 
I could live in one. I literally could. If it was just Stacy and I, we you know we didn't have anything to worry about. I could easily live in one. They're oh, very, yeah. they're yep. very comfortable, fantastic. I can clean one in about fifteen minutes, top to bottom. Um, <laughs> but but yes, they are very nice, and we we should be getting some more of those in once we've got this marina complete. We'll go back over and complete. Try to complete the development over at the River Club. Uh, will be our next list on the priorities, but. Yeah. Uh, but it's so totally tickled. You guys got to come and see the place. Um, and like I say, we appreciate you putting it out there. I, I listened to the podcast when you guys come out and fish with us the last time, and it was fantastic. That's Thank cool. You so much for the kind uh, words. All right, buddy. All right. Thank you, Jody. Thanks, buddy. Have a great day. Come see me, guys. Yep, we're going to. Uh, I can't yeah, wait. Steve Hedge right, River Club. We're yep. going to have a little, you know, private, sure. you know, couple. And, and again, you know, Carrie and I have done it a couple times now when we're. Just, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, we actually almost did it uh, back in June, but that a couple things changed with the schedule. Couldn't make it. So but, I got a question for for, for Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave, whenever you go into the store and you're looking for bread, how 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 do you tell the freshness? Is this a trick question? No, it's no, not. This is, no, how, no, do you, how do you yeah, how, how, how do you how, well, let's let's rephrase yeah, this question. Just, okay. When you buy a beer, okay, do you right. look at the born on dating? Mm. You do, don't you? No, if it's cold, it's yeah, cold, right? Yeah, I, I but seriously, the back. if you're buying a loaf of bread, how do you tell if it's fresh? Moisture in the bag. And, uh, look, All right, look. so here comes the Kirby Cove <laughs> Builders <laughs> cooking tip of the week. But most people. That's the wrong answer? <laughs> most no, people. Look the date that's printed on it and kind of guess. Okay, or, but there's more. Your, there's or, more. Or, okay. or See how squishy hand. it is. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, here's the Kirby Cove Builders cooking tip of the week. <laughs> Kirby Cove is industry leader and proven provider of framing. Love this. Drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to KirbyCoBuilders.com to learn more. This week's tip is very interesting because I never knew. Can I tell, can I tell, tell the quick story? You can. Okay, so we stop at Kroger in Waycross, go into our property. Whenever we leave, we stop there. To, and anyway, Carrie went in and bought groceries, including bread. And she came out and she said, I was testing the bread, you know, putting her hand on top seat. Right. And a gentleman walked over and said, ma'am, w- w- what are you doing? And she said, well, I'm trying to find the, the, the softest. And he goes, no, that's not how you find the freshest bread. You find it by the tag. The color. What do you mean? The, the color tag? of the tag on the bread. Correct. Okay. okay how, here, how does, I know, how does and that work? She came out Here's she, the deal. Yeah. Okay, you can search for the bread bag for the expiration date. Good luck, because sometimes you can't find it. Or, or you it. can't read it because exactly. it's printed all Exactly. Wonky. Okay. The plastic tags or metal ties that are next to the paper clip or collection will tell you the day of the week that the bread was baked. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay, and I never knew this. <laughs> I never knew oh, that. And sometimes like, they don't have the the date on that tag. Correct. It's just color coded. Exactly. That's just some kind of voodoo now, now going listen, on there. Not only the tag, but the the the, the twist. The twist yeah. tie the, itself. The twist tie itself is colored. And I never paid attention that Me there neither. were different colored tags or twist ties. <laughs> I thought that's just what they had around. Exactly. Laying around, right? No. So okay. now here's wow, the key. That's awesome. Here is the key. Okay. This is the key to success of buying fresh bread. Okay. The codes are as follows. Monday is blue. Tuesday is green. Mm -hmm. Thursday is red. Friday is white. And Saturday is yellow. Okay? Does it vary between brands? 
No. No. This is this is a universal. universal. And, and, and and if you look at that, there's not a Wednesday and a Sunday. I saw that. They don't, they don't they don't bake bread. They don't bake Wednesdays bread on Sundays. Wednesdays and Sundays. That's correct. <laughs> so if you want to find the freshest spread, all you have to do is look at the color. Again, Monday is blue, Tuesday is green, Thursday is red, Friday is white, Saturday is yellow. And so let's you can get find back to the beer. The, the born old <laughs> lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to look they for color coded too? You have to look for the twist tie on the six pack. Yeah, exactly. I, I, when when she came out and told me that, I thought I because I was I was clueless. I never to, knew to why the, I didn't even know there was different color tags. I thought maybe mm, they were all white. So or they can pull it off the shelf. That, well, it, 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 yeah, I worked at the grocery store, and 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 every night you front. You know, the shelves, yeah. and and and, and, yep. and I remember doing yeah, the facing. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, and 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 dairy, you always front. The the, the the oldest the oldest, oldest, the oldest yep, date. That's right. You know, so so that's you, why I'm always reaching back at the back. Exactly. You always reach <laughs> in the back for the back milk. Yes. Yep. That, yep. That's but, correct. But but they do the same thing with bread. But I even being in the grocery industry, I never knew that it was color tags. Nope. Me either. Yeah. So now now we have you, learned you something. Look. We didn't. I will look every time now. <laughs> I'm gonna go home oh, and look at the bet. bread we got. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be walking up to strangers and going, guess which day this was made on. <laughs> <laughs> I learned this off of the outdoor show. Oh, yeah, I can tell you. And, classic. And by Absolutely. the way, there's great soap down here too. <laughs> defense, defense. You smell that? That's tea tree That's oil. Tea tree oil. <laughs> I wish you could. I wish you. I don't. I don't think you can get that in a store. I don't think by so the way. either. Yeah. Amazon nine bucks a bar. Yep. No, it's not nine bucks. It's six bucks. No, it's like five. No, it's six bucks. But you, but remember, you remember the story. Well, it's, a little, story. it's actually at Amazon. It's slightly less than six. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like f- almost six. Okay. Like five yeah. ninety something. Yeah, or see, I remember the story. Might yeah. get some of that. You're gonna love it. No joke. Now, thank you guys for coming yeah, in today. Yeah, thank you guys. Yes, it was awesome, fun. man. And uh, and I know that. Uh, and also, thank you for uh, Angie Subs for feeding me this week. Also, my free birthday sub. <laughs> Thank you to Bearded Pig, Bearded Pig for, yeah. for uh, keeping my figure as tight as, or should I say, not as tight as it should be. Ew. And logs, as usual, we have other sponsors here on the Nimnik Outdoor Show we have besides plenty. food sponsors. And uh, <laughs> Mo Southwest Grill in St. Augustine, <laughs> Steen Hatchie River Club, thank you to Jody for calling in. Strike Zone, Shimano, Whalen Bay Marine, Kirby Co. Builders, and Bread Ties, I got it figured out now. Mm-hmm. Tire Outlet. CNH Marine Construction, thank you for the uh, the goodies this morning. Yes. Atlantic Coast Marine Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road and in McClenny, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Claude Nolan Cadillac, The Bearded Pig, Ring Power and Cat Rental Store, and Circle K. Circle and of course, K. our title sponsor, the Nimnick Family of Dealerships, Chevrolet on Cassett, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway. Folks, remember. Anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. See ya. See ya. See ya.